target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? What are we doing? Oh, yeah. So, uh, welcome to Gravity Lab Radio. We're having a podcast, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the most confident way I think we can start a show. What are we doing? What are we doing? What is happening? Who are all you people, and why are you sitting near me? The weirdest start, just because uh, Jeff Witz joined us tonight, and we already actually started talking and hanging out. It just... (laughs) It's been the most natural start we had until we started the show. <laughs> then it was like, <laughs> Where? Awkward. Wait a minute. What? What? So, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. How are you? Man, I'm doing chunky. Uh, <laughs> okay. Really, really chunky. Fine. Yeah. Chunky. That's a new one. Yeah. That's a. Yeah. My brain hurts, dude. Okay. There is once a year, I absolutely hate safety day, and uh, today's it. Yeah. <laughs> I have been writing PowerPoints for the last three days, oh, like yeah. 10 hour days, mm-hmm. and I am. 95% done. But right now, I hate research and PowerPoint. Oh, yeah. Those two things. Um, I love Safety Day. Uh, did Jeremy talk to you, by the way? No. no. <laughs> I think you were about to get publicly tricked <laughs> into doing gonna, some oh, work for man. Safety Day. <laughs> I was actually hoping, I was like, maybe this is the first year in like a long time that I'll actually have to run a Safety Day or, or be oh, a part of it. Or no, you're just his Vanna White. But then I guess I am. So, no. so <laughs> Jeremy's going to run the gear section, gear inspection section. Okay. All right. And he just needs like a pretty Vanna White in the Ooh, background. I can do that. Somebody hanging yeah. out. Speak up when you want to. Yeah. For real, at some point, like you'll wear a rig so he can do a I thought you were gonna check s- on you. I was going to ask you if you had to wear a dress, and I really thought you were, you're going to have to I wear a dress. I would, I would wear a dress. <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to wear a rig and a wingsuit. That's what I just heard. Okay. A dress. All right. Big about that. All right. <laughs> so, man, Jeff, I, yeah. uh, you're new to Spaceland. You're new to Houston. Yes. But also, uh, but I'd never heard your name, but I've heard of your company name. Okay. On your shirt, it says Skunk 8 Base. Yes. And there's a couple reasons I wanted to hang out with you tonight, but one of them is your your bass life. I'm, I'm super interested. Skunk Ape Bass. Where the fuck did that name come from? Um, I don't. Uh, where the actual name come from? I don't. I don't know. Like the, the kind of the idea of of bass jumping is trying to be stealthy and trying to try to get around and uh, and not be seen. And that's kind of the whole point of like the Bigfoot. You know. Yeah. You know he's never really seen. He you know there's always these people that think they see him or. You know, he's out there in the woods, you know, they hear him or, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of kind of ties into base jumping a lot. You know, we try not to be seen. Um, we try to just to do to do jumps secretly and uh, and never get caught. You know, that's kind of the idea. I think your web <laughs> your website says on the about us skunk ape base is mm-hmm. the stinky cousin of the. Of the of the Bigfoot, yes, it's the uh, it's the stinky yeah. cousin. So, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, but you know, going through the names of you know, it's like Bigfoot base. You know, yeah, it's, it's kind of like all right, but you know, when you say skunk ape, you know, that's kind of kind of has a ring to it. So. It just rocks, dude. Yeah, so I just I went with it. I I, I started going with it. Yeah. So. so the first rig I ever saw of yours uh-huh. tied uh, tied to your nickname. So I don't know if that's a coincidence at all. But the first rig I ever saw of yours, <laughs> the flap was just fluffy yeah like yeah. a skunk's ass so oh, i was yeah. like man is he making rigs look like skunk tails or something <laughs> <laughs> what uh, was with that is that special or is that what you always do uh no that's special so the first one i put it on um i did it for a guy named christian and uh i was just uh when i was building rigs what i love to build build rigs the most is having 
full creativity on my end. You know, if they give me a couple colors, and they say, you know, go go design it. You know, and I love that. And so I, I, you know, he he's kind of an eccentric guy, and I just went to him and I, was, I saw this fur, you know, at uh, you know, like a Joanne Fabrics, and I just was like, no, I want I should put fur on this rig. And I was I, I called him up and I was like, hey man. I put fur on your rig, and he was like, "Yeah, absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> and so I went with it, and as soon as I came out with the fur on the flap, and then uh, definitely some more people wanted the wanted the fur on it and stuff like that. So there's there's quite a few, not a lot, but there's there's definitely a few rigs out there with fur on them. So it's good. There's a few, and man, skydiving is one of the few sports in the world where a man can brag about knowing how to sew <laughs> and being in Joanne Fabrics, and right. it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's yeah. all right. Oh, yeah. I can I could definitely <laughs> sew, and I, I, I'm not ashamed of that. So. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm not the best with a sewing machine, but I, I won't embarrass myself. No. I can get around it. Yeah. I, I covet your guys' skills quite <laughs> highly. <laughs> it's so great to go up there and see how effortless, effortlessly you guys run those machines yeah, and, yeah. and how, like, I can imagine what I want the stitch to look like, <laughs> but there is a very big disconnect <laughs> between my brain, my hands, and my foot trying to run a sewing machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the first thing you ever... Uh, started sewing with like what's so, a good jumping off point uh the first project i got was um uh radio holders for uh top of helmets for student helmets um and then uh so i built built a bunch of those uh then the next project i had were the training vests uh to pull handles and stuff like that the uh, uh it was to help to open the drops on up in uh, up in new york and uh so we needed these things we needed to build these things uh, so, uh, so I made them, you know, I just decided to, uh, take on that project and build the harnesses or build the training vests, build the radio holders. And it took me forever. I mean, just forever. I mean, months to do these. And, you know, today I'm looking at these things now and I'm like, this would take me, you know, a day, you know, <laughs> there's so many DZs. I've been in, in places where I need something and I'll make it. But for the most part, I will find someplace I can buy it or somebody who will make it for me if yeah. I can help it. Yes. <laughs> there's very few people who are convinced to. I want to sew this. What what is it about sewing? I mean, why? I just I don't I don't know. It was I, I just picked it up. Um, I've never taken a home ec class. Probably in in middle school. Um, I picked it up really easily and uh, always just kind of enjoyed it. You know, was, I made some pair of pants there, some other things. Never really touched a sewing machine after that until um, I started getting you know went for the rigorous ticket and stuff like that. And then I started sewing more. Um, and I just wanted to learn more, you know, just just continue on sewing and, and just learning. I, I, I like to try to learn as much as I can about the sport, you know, about skydiving, about base jumping. I try to try to expand my knowledge as much as possible. And, I, you know, I'll go down a route and learn about something. And if I don't like it, then, you know, I could drop it. But or if I go to a different avenue in the sport. So, um, you know, I, I started sewing and I, I really enjoyed it and it was easy to me. Um, so I just kind of kept kept going with it. So. So the one machine I can run in the loft yeah. is the Bartek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get real excited. Because I can spend as much time as I want to setting it up, you oh, know, yeah. getting it in just the right yeah. spot. And then I throw my hands up in the air and I stomp <laughs> the pedal one time. And, and I feel a little bit like a magician. Yeah. And, it's, and it comes out perfect. It does. It does. It just, have time. you used yep. that machine many times? I have. Well, no, actually. It doesn't always come out perfect. It, well, I mean, yeah, not, not always perfect, you know. It's, it's that, pretty, that if, you set, if you spend a little bit of time setting it up, it does yeah. a pretty yeah. good job. Until, until the bobbin runs out. And then it, I, yeah. learned, I, I 
rolled some bobbins the other day. Yes. Yeah, I learned how to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was running, I, I don't remember what I was putting bar tax in, but I remember I was on my second to last one and it ran out and I was like, hey Matthew, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, we got to thread some bobbins. Was that, was that what you'd say? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, yep, this is how you do it. So I threaded a bunch of those yeah. motherfuckers and it was actually a lot of fun. But my question, have you ever hit your fingers with a sewing machine? Uh, with a needle? Not with a needle. I have, I have yet to do that. I've been close. Um, I've definitely ripped them with uh, the seam ripper. I've spent many hours trying to rip. Is that the same as a stitch as a stitch picker? Stitch picker, yeah, same thing. And uh, I've definitely stabbed myself probably well over a hundred times with that. Oh, good. Like you know, just all the grommets. Yeah, I've I've smashed my thumb with those. Have you seen open grommets, Nick? They're spikes. They're they're just little death spikes that you step uh, on in the fucking. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy (laughs) put some grommets in in something for me, and I was surprised to see how they worked. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you, you basically you have the two sides of rings of a grommet if you're just listening to this, and one side is a bunch of little spiky teeth on a ring, and the other side is a cup on a ring, mm-hmm. and you just punch them together, and it bends the teeth back. It, it's, it is mean. It's, yes. <laughs> it's a vicious... <laughs> you step on those fuckers. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, uh, one of the things that was interesting to me in, in all you said in that background of going there is you like learning s- new stuff, mm-hmm. whether it's skydiving, base jumping, gear yep. rigging, whatever, and you'll try anything, and if you don't like it, then, then you've learned something new and you can still move forward. Yeah. What are you doing later on tonight? <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> hey, man, I'll try anything twice. <laughs> Good, because the first time you won't notice. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, uh, it's one of the most interesting things to me about skydivers is we all have a lot of different interests, mm-hmm. but we all don't give ourselves the opportunity to learn those interests. You know, actually stopping to slow down and think and take it in. Yeah. What drives you and motivates you to stop and, and, and learn? Well, why is that a passion? I, I don't know. I just, I, I think, uh, to me, I never, I never stopped learning. You know, I, I, I think when, when I first started skydiving, I, uh, I always told myself the day I stop learning is the day I stop jumping. You know, there's, there's always something to learn. There's always, there's always more to learn. And if you're done learning, then you're, in, you know, you should just stop at that point. Because if, if you're not learning at that point, then you've, you've mastered it, you've, you've done with it, and that's it. So it's, to me, I will always be learning no matter how skilled I am. It's, you always learn something new. And I am really afraid of anyone who thinks they've mastered skydiving. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely. a scary person. Right yeah, there. It, no, it is. You know, because y- you always learn. You th- you think you know everything, or you think you know a lot, and then it's just like you get a student, you go what? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> like that was out of nowhere. <laughs> no, dude, I have sixty jumps. My yeah, belly see, skills are on I'm point. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, like, I'm, pretty I'm ready for head down, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm terrified of most people who are confident in their skydiving yeah, ability. Yeah, like, absolutely. no, I'm pretty good. It's yeah. like, no, <laughs> watch out for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you guys are <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, you're now. Hold on a sec. I got to get something straight here. I would say Adrian, your girlfriend, but when I was still on Facebook photos, by the way, you don't post enough fucking photos on Facebook. You were hard to make a picture of. <laughs> um, it says married to. Yeah, we are actually married. You guys yeah. are married. Mm-hmm. Yes. How yeah. old are you, Adrian? I'm 27. 27. You look a bit younger than 27. You look like an adorable little high school girl sometimes. Thank I feel you. dirty when I look at you. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Come on. Pump the brakes. <laughs> oh, man. Look, now she doesn't want that microphone at all. <laughs> We're going to get hashtag me too over here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> the best part was their O over there. <laughs> Still legal. And you're a skydiver. So, uh, oh man, I forget. So, Adrian, how many jumps do you have? That's what I was going for to get all those questions with age. Um, man, last time I'm about like 450. Okay. Skydives. Okay. Yeah. We were talking and joking around about newer jumpers, and, and I'm the shit because I got 60 jumps. And nah. the comment you made, I thought you were down. Around. I was like, I thought you had more jumps than 50 or 60. You know, I, I still consider myself like a very new skydiver. <laughs> yeah. I'm still learning stuff every <laughs> single jump. It's a thing I notice about both you guys. So both of you are very new, new to us. And mm. I've actually, I'll tell you through this, I have intentionally limited my communication with you when I figured I wanted to sit down and talk with you on the show. (laughs) (laughs) There are certain things. I actually use the show for a little bit of a social experiment for me sometimes. (laughs) And and some of the guests, I'm trying different things. And I I, like somebody I'm genuinely interested in getting to know, but I've never got to know yet. Yeah. But I've I've watched you guys a lot trying to get to know you. And you're both very uh, eager to hear a different way, Mm -hmm. even if you know a great way. Mm-hmm. And it's just really refreshing to see. Yeah. So I, I hope you guys stick around the Houston area for yeah. a while. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, see, that's not a yes, Nick. Wait, we just. That? What, what yeah, brought yeah, you guys here? Sure. What was yeah. the uh, deciding factor of the oh, car? Oh, man. Have you ever been to Syracuse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Syracuse, New York? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I haven't. Yeah, a lot of snow. About right now. <laughs> about six feet of snow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Utah, so they're going through a very similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't miss winter. That's for sure. Cold, (laughs) snowy. I'm from warm places. Hey, it's been pretty cold and snowy this year for Houston. Yeah. I I seriously, I did not (laughs) believe, I didn't believe that it snowed here. Like the the <laughs> night before it snowed, everybody's on their weather app oh saying it's gonna snow tomorrow. And I said, "What's wrong with your fucking brain? It doesn't <laughs> snow in Houston." Like I know what you think. Like you're looking at this app, and this app is just not a person that doesn't know that this doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then that morning, I woke up. I pulled out of the parking garage. <laughs> there was snow on the ground. I sped to the drop zone to build a snowman yeah. before the drop zone opened. That's awesome. It was yeah. like uh, probably the week two, after. Two yeah, weeks week, after we week got two, down here. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we left. How did that feel? God, we, we fucked left up. To Syracuse in four feet of snow. Oh, yeah. We got down here. It's beautiful. Fuck yeah. And then, like, a week and a half later, it snows. And I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> Let's go to Mexico. Yeah. Keep on moving yeah. south. Yeah. Gotta keep going. Y'all brought it with you. <laughs> yeah. Probably did. We blame you. Yeah. Man, how, have you, how long have you been in Houston, DJ? 12 and 12 years. Have you seen a winter like this or a year of weather like this? I, yeah, I've seen snow two other times. Have you? <laughs> and this was the heaviest snow we've seen. The first time I saw it snow, when it stopped snowing, it stopped staying on the ground. You never saw blades of grass disappear. So it never, it just stayed there long enough for the next snowflake to replace it. Uh, the second time it snowed, it actually got most of the blades of grass covered. You could just see them poking out like little, you know, tall dudes in the forest of like a white bunch of ghost and uh as soon as it stopped snowing within 30 minutes it was gone <laughs> this time we had it for like what half a day yeah, good yeah i would say it was more yeah yeah about half a day yeah i've well, never seen a deep freeze that i think i've seen one freeze almost that cold but that was the coldest since like the 80s justin You're <laughs> yeah I, gr- growing up uh, we always used to have really bad uh ice storms our, our trees would be covered in like quarter inch of ice, and it'd be like the roads everywhere would have a bunch of ice. Here in Houston? Yeah. Where at what part? I grew up in Aleaf, so uh, Highway 6, I-10 area, west side. Okay. I say which side? 
man, if you are you, you're new to Houston, so I don't know mm-hmm. if you figured out our roadway yet. There's one circle that goes all the way around the city called 610. Okay. The loop. Yeah. The beltway is 8 that goes all the way around the road city. Okay. So you can say beltway 8 and 10, and you still don't know which side of town you're on. Yeah. And you're like <laughs> an hour and a half fucking apart. <laughs> and now they're building and the, a new one, the 99, 99 yeah, yeah, that goes outside of the, the Grand Parkway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now 99 crosses on both sides, too. 99 is supposed shit. to be a complete loop at some point. Yeah. There's right. one more loop outside of that. This is what, what? Val does for a living. Yeah. They're building another loop outside of that? It's They're not building it yet, but there is a plan to where it would be, what roadways, and approximately what right-of-ways it'll take. Wow. Val's, Val, for her job, she works with TxDOT, and she works with the county, uh, Brazoria County, County, the county we live in, looking at roadways. So don't worry, over, overpopulation not a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. still curious what they're gonna do on 99 on the east side. Go through 146. Dude, go ask Val. They have to go. Ask, I don't know. Go ask Val. Or build another bridge. <laughs> yeah, dude, Val will. La- we were at sushi last night. Uh, was it last night? Yeah, with uh, two nights ago with uh, Stevie, Nicole, Aaron, and, and Jorge. And Stephen asked Nicole or Valerie about the construction going on at 518. Next thing you know, she had a freaking like. For her phone out with maps and photos and renderings and the statues that are going up and the size of the on-ramps and off-ramps. My wife is a traffic fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I love her to death, and it, it, it's super awesome because she knows what's going on where. I know when construction is going to happen before it happens. I know where to avoid. Yeah. Dude, it's great to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry I called you a nerd on the air, baby. I, I love you. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Four <laughs> <Ten> years. <laughs> I think I slipped up, Nick. Does she <laughs> listen? Does Val listen to these? Mm, on and off. Okay. Yeah. Because I think uh, Sam listens to them live sometimes. That's Val. But I think that I could, if she's not watching right now, I could say some shit that she'll never hear. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> never going back I, for I this. I don't see her on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> beautiful. Ask me something <laughs> terrible and embarrassing. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, never mind. <laughs> I, dude, I, won't, I won't embarrass that, but I will say, I remember the day Nick and his girlfriend had met. Have you met his girl, Sam? I have not, no. She's a tiny little midget of a Filipino person. <laughs> and this is coming from Nick, who's a tiny little midget of a white man. So... Sam is tiny, and the day they met, she's a, a nurse, I believe. Yep, that's correct. And she was out at the drop zone with some of her friends with, mm-hmm. I think, one of our mutual friends. Brian Menard brought her That's why I was wondering. Yeah. To do a tandem, and those two got a handstand contest going on in the middle of the fucking <laughs> hangar. And you've seen Nick. He, he puts his hands on the ground and starts, you know, from his butt and then rotates into a handstand. And they're, they're I can do this. Yeah. Well, I can do this. Well, I can do this. Uh-uh. <laughs> do I love to one-up people in a handstand contest? I surely do. And, man, y'all went off. Y'all, It was so entertaining for us to watch. That's great. Both talented. Let's just say she was wearing stretchy pants and they were a little bit see-through, so everybody enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't know her at this point, so whatever. (laughs) You were like, enjoy the show, boys. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Tiny idiot in the see-through stretchy pants. <laughs> that was Nick. And then this young lady was hanging out with us. Go fuck yourself. My stretchy pants were not see-through. <laughs> no, they were very colorful. See, you guys should have been here like, God, two and a half, three years ago. I had a serious obsession with stretchy pants. <laughs> like, I would just wear yoga pants all the time. Nonstop. Right? Always. And, and I don't know where I thought, like, where that came to be an okay thing. But you thought it was okay. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> so now what do you think of that today? It's still awesome. I just can't seem to put them on. <laughs> Actually, you know, I went, I, I, 
I was doing yoga pretty religiously. Not religiously, but I, a lot. I was going three or four times a week. So putting on stretchy pants for yoga was like, yeah, whatever. I'll fucking fit right in. Yeah. And I went to a yoga class yesterday and wore some stretchy pants. I was like, shit. These feel good. Yeah. <laughs> they, they feel they, they might be making a comeback. I'm not really sure. But uh, I have thought, the thought has gone through my head more than once of like, I need to get on Amazon and find some new fucking stretchy pants. Yeah. It might happen. Colorful. What does he? <laughs> Jeff wears mine no. all the time for Adrian. So, have you have you met uh, have you met Hazmat? Hazmat, no. So oh. he's a he used to work for us pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. He comes out every once in a while now to be a part time tandem instructor when we are really short. <laughs> and so you know what it's like when you see someone walking behind the airplane and you only see him from the from the waist down. Yeah. So. I was walking around in stretchy pants, and this this isn't the most isolated, or it's not an isolated incident, it's just one that sticks out in my mind most clearly. But he comes up to me in the office, he's like, hey man, I gotta tell you something. And I was like, okay, he's like, I saw you from the waist down behind the airplane, and I was like, oh shit, who's that girl? Because <laughs> he just saw my butt and my thighs. And he came to the office to tell me, like, just to explain the shame that he felt after, after oh my being God. aroused by my ass and <laughs> but to me, it is so—it's f- really flattering and equally hilarious. Uh, I always thought Matt was a boob man. It's <laughs> <laughs> nah, an ass man. Not with these thighs. What's up? And, and Hank brought up Nigel. Remember Nigel? Uh, Nigel had dance. a. Yep, I, I remember him doing doing that. I think Joe Getty had a, a short-lived moment. But shit, man, I'm bringing him back. I think you should. Yeah. It, uh, bring him the thing back. is. I may or may actually, not be wearing a pair of stretchy pants beneath <laughs> You pull it off though. You do pull it off. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is, honestly. Like sunglasses and silly pants doesn't I've got a pretty universal body and face for those things. Dude, Nigel wore tights like that and got nonstop shit about it. Nick wears it and everybody's like, dude, you look fresh. Like, what the fuck? I don't know why. I don't I don't get it. I it's it's no clue, but that's actually the way those two went down. Maybe it was the attitude you sport with it. I'm not sure. Maybe you owned him and he didn't. Maybe it's the angle of the dangle. But I've, I've got. Uh, I'm gonna bring. Are you up looking Jesus at their Christ. cocks? No. <laughs> it's. I, I honestly. I remember. I remember when. Nigel, I remember when he was wearing those stretchy pants, and I looked at his dick a bunch, and I was like, "Man, is this what people do with me? Like, is it?" <laughs> you wore two very different styles, by the way. Because no, your junk wasn't framed and protruded the same way his was or that or he's hung like a <laughs> fucking that's, horse that's, you know well it's different when you're packing all the time that's, <laughs> it's just out there all the time that's what i really like about the new like super tight jumpsuits in the wind tunnel that's the first thing i look at yeah. like when you see a picture of someone <laughs> flying upright and they're fully stretched out it's like oh when you see his dickhead right there you see <laughs> and it's like see you do it too yeah. all right all the day. and it's like it's not like a gay thing it's just like a yep yeah. There's a dick. They <laughs> should have photoshopped that shadow out. Hank says it's because we can see his foreskin. So you, agree. <laughs> you uh you've ruined those tight skin fucking wind tunnel photos for me now. I've never seen well, that. I will never miss it now. You're never going to not look at those dicks yeah. now. Yeah. It's beautiful. Really, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's nature. It's the human it's, body. It'll so make me sad. I'm going to bring up some uh, <laughs> some old stretchy pants to the loft. Perfect. And you can teach me how to sew on my old stretchy pants. Perfect. I can do that. All right. Deal. Yeah. But I, I learned everybody can't sew. I thought I could teach everybody to sew. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Setting but me up for that, disappointment already. So in other words. <laughs> yeah. 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 
everybody. I feel really confident now. Thank you. <laughs> this one was the uh, like teaching your wife to drive concept. Yeah. You, you can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't learn from him how to sew. No. <laughs> whatsoever. So no. one of the things we teach in coach courses <laughs> at the beginning of learning <laughs> is if you want to fuck them tonight, don't sleep or don't train them today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it depends who I'm speaking in front of. In a class, I say it a little bit more professionally. Yeah, but yeah. friend to friend, if you want to fuck them tonight, don't teach them today. Yeah. yeah. You're either too hard or too nice of the ones you love. Uh, and yeah. oh my God, you're going to make it weird tonight and mm. not that good kind of weird. Yeah. Not nipple Just, clamp and bondage weird. You know, I, I could sit there all day and learn from Jeremy or Matt, but listening to you, I'm you know I'm not afraid to tell you like oh fuck off man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tell you what you're gonna tell me I sewed this crooked yeah. no fucking way. This looks straight to me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, you know it's kind of <laughs> I will be very receptive to your coaching and feedback. Yes, okay. Yes. I she will not tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> you can. I don't, I don't but care. we're also not I mean, gonna <laughs> sleep with each other that night, so I don't think we're gonna have any problems. That's true. <laughs> You, you also teach uh, primalcy and recency in the coach course. <laughs> God I damn it. One fucking word. I get sort of in face 10 <laughs> times. It was? It's in my brain. It's primalcy. Yeah, it I was, don't know why it's in there that way. I, when like, I, was, I w- like it. When I was a guest, you had the pull cords up and you had the primalcy. Well, he had the primal. Th- that's still that, that's still <laughs> correct in my brain. Yeah. Yep. I didn't. I, it took it, me a second to I realize like you were making so fun of it. It's so much better, though. Prime. I'm so primal. He's right. primal. Did you, I mean, uh, you retain knowledge when it's primal. I just finished listening to uh, Jocko Willink's book. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. I can't do that guy. I actually, do you know who he's talking about? No. Jocko Willink is a uh, Navy SEAL, is that right? Navy or is SEAL he officer. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's a super hardcore military guy. He's really great. He has uh, a book called Extreme Ownership. Really good lessons in this book. But he's very serious and militaristic <laughs> in the way, like he just... D- he lays it on a little thick for yeah. me. Okay. I feel like I'm watching a fucking movie when I'm listening to the book, and the seals, and just the way he speaks, and the and he tells a fucking. I can unfold the story in my mind, man. He does a great job with the audio book. Yeah. But yeah, you got to be. I mean, like, I sound like I'm eating gravel, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to be ready for some serious man shit. Yeah. <laughs> but after the first thirty minutes of it, I could get past it, and by the end of it, I'm like, I like his voice, just because. It was it was very it's very Hollywoodish movie yeah. you know like watching The Rock mm-hmm. was, was that the one with <laughs> was, that was, that was that not with the wrestler that. no the Rock was was Sean Connery and yeah, Nick Cage yeah, yeah. yeah James Bond yeah so yeah. yeah I've had a pretty serious Ric Flair obsession recently <laughs> speaking of wrestlers <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> Tex. I'm wearing an Astros hat. I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tex was on this kick, and he came in and was just Ric Flair and the shit out of it. And then to, to Gator Chris, I made him, I said a joke to Chris that he should make Tex some Gator skin shoes, that he should take Tex's shitty Nikes and put Gator skin on them. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> and I really hope that that happens. Oh, my God. But then, uh, so you give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Tex and I added that onto our handshake in the airplane, <laughs> so it's just been in my head a lot. And then I started listening to it, and I thought it would be so fun to... Uh, I have two different ideas for this video. Either I go and get a different line of his speech, like the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing. You, you've probably heard it on, online. I watched a lot of WCW. Okay, so you know what, you know what I'm talking about. I love wrestling. Yes. But, so either get a different person to say each line of, of, that, of that clip, or because Tex is the person who stands out in my mind that I've connected this Ric Flair thing to, go on a skydive and have him with 
uh, headphones in with listening to the Ric Flair thing and lip syncing it <laughs> so that we take the <laughs> take the actual skydive and that he's just saying that whole Ric Flair shit. And at the end when he's like, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down, and then he transitions to his feet and flocks off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I desperately want to make that video. That's That's awesome. And you haven't because of what reason? <laughs> Have you seen this guy for the last month? Uh, valid. He, yeah, he's, he is traveling, <laughs> moving around, staying busy. Dude. No, him and the oh, sky. The sky. The sky. The yeah. sky has been No, I did, crazy. but I was gone for I was gone for it, so I forget there was bad weather. God, it's been it's, awful. It's been horrible. Oh, so yeah. bad. I thought I really <laughs> thought the last week when it broke, I thought we were through it. I thought it was just going to be beautiful weather so, after that. Yeah. And I, I was I was actually sick that whole oh. whole time. So I didn't even jump that whole time. <laughs> I've just been like and I was like, "Oh, you know, this is maybe it's on the up and up and then and, and then it just I got better and then the the skies just Let's went time travel again. for a second. <laughs> oh, hold on, let's go backwards. We actually were having a pretty mild, pretty decent winter, able to jump, nothing crazy going on. Mm-hmm. These two fuckers show up. It snows, <laughs> freezes, and we ain't skied out since. Yeah, mm. pretty much. Yeah. What's up, Syracuse? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> the the Syracuse? curse? Is that what it is? <laughs> Syracuse. curse. The Syracuse. I'm going to start calling you Sarah. Sarah Curse. Sarah Curse. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Sarah? <laughs> Ivy's going to look at me like in three days from now and laugh because she didn't hear it today. <laughs> at some point, she's like, I just caught up, dude. I'm good. <laughs> Man. Uh, dude, Skunk 8 Base. I, 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 we completely, if you've, ever, you've, you've never listened to the show, there's no direction or travel in these conversations. It just, just goes wherever. Dude, it's a bunch <laughs> of guys having some drinks together yeah. and doing whatever else. Yeah. Um, not afterwards. How you doing? Hey. Okay. Um, <laughs> skunk A base. You created Skunk A base because you saw a problem. So I, well, I mean, I, I mean, I initially the the first time I built a rig was just for myself, um, and I just wanted to build just a base rig for myself, and that was simply it. But when I was building it, um, you know, a, a, a one fatality that happened was a container lock uh, caused by the pin cover, you know, and and. and uh, the bridle got caught in it, and and I was just thinking, I was like, well, what can we do to improve the design? If I'm going to make a base rig for myself, what can I do to improve it? How can, um, how can this, you know, design, you know, not happen? Have fatalities not happen? Uh, so the first, oh uh, yeah, the first rig I made, um, I actually t- detached the flap to the bridle. Um, so it's kind of a cross between a Velcro rig and a pin rig. So, um, like a shrivel flap. No, the I- the idea of the shrivel flap with the Velcro, right? Kind Even of. if I do, okay. explain <laughs> it to everybody. Okay, all right. The, so the shrivel flap, how it works is uh, the the bridle's attached at the top, mm-hmm. and so as the the bridle can still kind of move freely through the flap, and so as the bridle's being pulled, it can kind of. Sh- crunch up and, and peel the Velcro very easily. So it's a like very... A scrunchy like a girl's hair. Yeah, in a way. So yeah, it just peels it up. It's, it's very good. It's very reliable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't she just tell you to talk in the okay. microphone a second ago? <laughs> just, just checking. Didn't she just like about three minutes ago tell you to get closer to the microphone? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Just checking. <laughs> the girl who's fucking four feet <laughs> from a microphone right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really do love how it sounds when someone's shouting in yeah. the background. Why would Why would you just shout across the I'll tell you what. <laughs> so you can always motion to Justin when you want that thing, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, they, they, yeah. Just tell Justin Puff Puff Pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's never on camera. It's what he's doing. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the, f- the the rig I made the first was the the cross between like the shrivel flap, but I wanted to still make a pin rig. Um, so I, I, I attached the actual flap to the bridle, so the bridle can go to either side of the flap. And it can come clean open, and the and the flap actually just comes with the bridle, which it, it it's actually a very very good design. Um, but the problem with it is you can't take it terminal, um, and you can't do a lot of aerials with it because the flap can actually come open on you. Um, and so it's it's good for one kind of concept. It's good for a low like a short delay um, and just going off belly to earth. So Midwest Santana jump. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but you know. The problem is you couldn't really you couldn't sell that you couldn't um, you, you couldn't sell that to someone and saying hey you can only use it for this type of jump because they're gonna sell it to someone else and they're gonna take it terminal and then it's gonna and it's gonna pop open from so then my next concept was I took that flap and I attached it to the top so the bridle can still go to either side there's no chance the bridle can hang up with the uh, with the pin flap and then it just comes completely you know the container comes open. Um, and then what I can do with the flap as well is I can take the flap and tuck it all the way behind the rig. And if you want to do like a low delay, the c- flap is completely out of the way and it's just a very, very clean deployment at that point. So it's kind of hard to describe when I'm not holding the rig. Yeah. You know? No, it's, <laughs> I, so I was, I was at least silly enough to mm-hmm. go online and look at your website and mm-hmm. read a lot of this stuff and then look at the rig pictures you have on. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I definitely can picture what's going on. You, I think you keep yeah. seeing me looking at yeah, the yeah, like, I'm <laughs> drawing and like, okay, in this picture it was over there or over here. Hey, remember, you said close to the Get mic. all up on that mic. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's like there Jeff. You go. It's like right, Jeff, you so went on it. For the first one, yeah, he created was like a, a pin one that was similar to a shrivel flap that you couldn't take or like do aerials mm-hmm. with because that flap was popping out and exposing your bridle. But mm-hmm. the second one he created, he like attached the flap to the top of it. Anyone who's just listened to this, I'm watching Justin fuck with, with her on the screen. So, I'm having a really hard time holding it together. It's regardless, not just you. regardless of this, so then uh, he came up with the idea instead of having uh, the pin flap. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Keep going. <laughs> You're doing fine. You're doing We're listening so through he, our laughter. So then he attached the, the flap to the top and then added magnets to it so that you were able to do aerials and go slider up with it and create it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he also made the option that a lot of people like to untuck their flaps and stuff and keep their pins open when they're doing slider down. He also made the option that you can tuck the flap behind the rig so that it's pretty clean opening nothing going to be in the way to catch it or anything no possible of a pin lock for it here's what i just learned and i actually just learned a lot Mm -hmm. you speak nerd and she speaks english that's your marketing department isn't it yeah Yeah. i speak nerd well so i'm with you (laughs) so you you got marketing built in you married her just for that that side (laughs) of it i know exactly what he's saying but like how to say otherwise like uh you can say it for my young ears (laughs) (laughs) so he took the original flap that he came up with which was like the shrivel Mm -hmm. flap but he turned it into a pin flap so it wasn't attached to anything, and it was just this flap that would go in, and as soon as he pitched it, 
or as soon as he was going and doing aerials and stuff, that the, at certain points of that flap would catch wind and pop open. So then his next idea was to create a rig with the flap connected to the top of it, and then the uh, magnetics right there with the pins closed, and it was locked in. And um, we did, like, a lot of tests around it with, like, bridle wraps and everything, and there was no possible way, no matter how many times we knotted the bridle around for it to catch or lock up mm-hmm. or anything like that. Hey, Nick, let's be test dummies for a base rig. <laughs> Go <laughs> fuck yourself. Again, we've oh, already she loves you. She loves you a lot. Oh, yeah. We've had a lot of test dummies do it, and it makes it perfect, especially like... A lot of test dummies, too, oh, that's yeah. done it. But um, <laughs> it makes it perfect, especially if you're going head down, that no matter what, there's no chance of a pin lock for it, which is like, I thought when I met him and saw this idea for rig was like one of the fucking coolest ideas and how this hadn't been created or invented before. Like just that he saw that in his mind. He has such a creative mind and that he could think of that and do that. I was like, Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> like, holy shit. Holy fuck, I'm going to marry you. Yeah, what's up, man? That's badass. This base ring's pretty cool. What's yeah. you doing later? It was, um, it, to me, the, um, the idea of it was just, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I figured it out. Jeff made a rig for fun. Mm-hmm. This girl thought it was hot. So to keep her, <laughs> he started a company going, now I got to fake it the rest of the way. Yeah. Is this how this is working? <laughs> it's pretty, pretty similar. So. <laughs> no, but I mean, how it, how it really started into a company is that once I made my, my first rig, people saw the ideas and, and saw what I was going with. And they I had a lot of friends that were just like, dude, you got to make me a rig. You gotta make me one. I was like, yeah, fuck it, you know, I'll, I'll make you one. And I started making more and more for friends, and and then it was just like I got so many friends asking me for rigs that I was just like, well, I might as well just turn this into an actual business and sell it to everybody, you know. And that's what I just created. Where did you start Skunk Eight Base at? What town? In New York. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so when we're we we've talked a little bit and mm-hmm. just a little history for for Nick or anybody else. Since mm-hmm. uh, Bass Crew were some old friends of mine. There's mm-hmm. some really cool guys. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Kinzel is the one who stands out as as the ringleader of that group. But there is the a Godfather few, yeah. of Bass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is uh, Steve Redenbow hangs out with him a lot. I don't yeah. know if he does as much. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he, he <coughs> if he quite jumps anymore. But I've done some jumps with him back in the okay, day. Okay, so, so you know him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's a few other guys. Mark and, Meadows. And Mark Meadows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, th- so there was a huge crew, and, and Steve was my introduction to Midwest Skydiving. Mm-hmm. I went to a drop zone I eventually worked at because of Steve mm-hmm. and hung out with those guys. <coughs> um, have the has the Cincy Base Crew boys, have they have they got any Skunk Cape base on them? Uh, they do. Yep, they do. Uh, yeah. Jimmy has one of my rigs, uh, Big nice. Ben. Um, Which I'm sure that's got a Sky Squatch. We've talked about this. What the... What's that? <coughs> Big Ben. We called him Sky Squatch. Oh, Sky Squatch. Well, yeah, Did his nickname is Squatch. Yeah, he's okay. So it is Squatch. the same thing. And he, he actually, because my two rigs, well, one is a Yeti and one is a Squatch. So I have two different rigs, and he the has the picture that they see right now up there is oh. with Jimmy, you, me, Scotty, Timmy, all wearing Timmy. these rigs right there. We're out yeah. in Moab getting ready to jump off Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's all the way on the left. So. Yeah, the mm-hmm. red one. Yeah. Man, Jimmy Kinzel, dude, he he's a good fellow, man. Yeah. I, uh, Can we I, do phone calls on this? <laughs> they don't, call Jimmy? They don't work extremely well. I love to call Jimmy. Yeah, they, they don't work. I could I could probably engineer it at some point, but they just don't work the best. We we have a rule: if your phone rings, answer it on just just answer it on speakerphone up to your microphone and have your conversation with hopefully not your mother. Yeah, because <laughs> that that might be boring depending on who your mother.
mother is. <laughs> my mom, yes. Yeah. So what is it? So R and D is something that intrigues you, and mm-hmm. that's something. This is kind of like a conversation for you and Nick. I, you both of your minds intrigue me because mm-hmm. I, I today I bitched about safety day. So one time a year I hate safety day. It's mm-hmm. when I'm at the tail end of finishing all the presentations and all the information and, and collecting everything I've collected. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I'm kind of like, oh my god, I'm over this. Mm-hmm. But the two days before safety day, I get geared back up to put everything together, and the end result is just gratifying mm-hmm. to be able to give back and help the community. And I think you guys, a lot of the people who, who are in this room have helped or will help. He's going to run the live feed. Yeah, <laughs> we suckered him <laughs> Take that, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, I mean, the R&D part, what is it that interests you about that? That's uh, I just I, I love just creating new stuff. I love just, uh, I, I, you know, I, I love looking at a problem and seeing, you know, trying to make a solution out of it. You know, just trying, uh, trying something new. I like to, you know, I like to mix things up sometimes, too, you know, just to. Try something new, you know. Just I, I, I don't know. How, I come, just how come you're looking at us and saying you want to look, you, you want to mix it up? I don't mix it. Up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like he g- he gave you that hey. devilish eye for just a second. <laughs> you know that that scotch I keep offering you. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, this one's. Let me introduce you to my Ooh. my friend Bill Cosby <laughs> over here, dude. A roofie colada. Who is it? <laughs> who was it that does Bill Cosby impressions really well? I think that was Ben that Nelson. Was, yeah, that was Ben. Yeah. He fucking nailed it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you met Ben Nelson yet? I have not, no. Good for you, man. Your life is much better than us. No, we're going to respect Ben for the man that he is. Ben's not a man, so... He's a really nice guy. He's a gentleman. Also a huge piece of shit that we make fun of a lot. (laughs) And he tends to rape the women. He rapes the women in jello pudding. In the yellow pudding. He takes pictures with the Kodak films. You, you're doing a pretty decent impersonation of Ben nah, Nelson doing yeah. Cosby. You weren't Cosby. You're just Ben doing Cosby. Well, he <laughs> laid it down so well. I took notes, <laughs> dude. He uh, Ben crushed out. So, um, talk to him later. <laughs> re- research, research and development for yeah. you. I, the, the, where does it go for you? I mean, do you? Some people will sit down and write every note down, take every detail. Some people will daydream their way through it. How do you get through the problems that you, you run across? Oh, that's all, all in my head. Um, this current, I have a new design um, that I, I, a new container build that I want. I, I, I want to design and want to build. Uh, it's been going through my head for the last year and a half now. Um, I've kind of redesigned it in my head. Um, and I think I've come to um, a final design that I actually want to start building. And then once I start building it, the prototype um, and going through it, and actually when I sew it, then I'll figure out what I need to change and little small little details. But uh, the concept I've been working on it has been going on in my head for about a year and a half now for this new design. So I've been I've been actually really excited to build this new one, this new container that I'm looking at. So. Right now, you're technically uh-huh. on a, hi- a building hiatus because you don't have all your machines near you. Yes. yes. So right now, it's very much the mental process. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Right, right now, are you ready to get on the machine and put this together? I am, I am. And, and I think with the, the few machines that we have here, I'm going to start building the tray. I, I can't build the harness here, um, but I can certainly build the tray and a lot of the pieces, and, and that's what I need to, to do to see if the design really works. So so. This is a question I've wanted to ask a few times mm-hmm. here. 
is there any sort of like rating or requirements or anything for, for someone who wants to build a base rig? That's the is there any regulation at all? That's the that's beauty, the beauty of, it. of it. That's the beauty of it. It's Anyone kinda, can fucking do it. It's, it's kind of like buy at your own risk. <laughs> I mean, like they, you know, it's just that's what that's what. There's no there's no regulation. There's no um, you know. I, I I do follow industry standards. So I, I look at a lot of the other base manufacturers and see what they're doing. Uh, well, let's just pretend of, you know, that I'm an idiot. We don't yeah. pretend very hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's say that I'm someone who's interested in base jumping, and mm-hmm. I'm looking around. I find online there's this new guy, and yeah, he's building this stuff. Like, how do I discern quality from uh, bullshit? Uh, I think just doing your own research. You know, the, the, the thing is, have you met people on yeah. the internet? <laughs> it's true. They don't give a fuck. Has <laughs> anyone jumped it and not? Died? I found it on the internet <laughs> once. It's reputable. Yeah, that's how I found it on the internet. It's real. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and the, and that's what uh, what my market is. Um, I can't. I can get people that are very new into the sport. Um, I've sold rigs to people coming into the sport just very new and this first starting to, uh, to j- jump and they did taken first jump course and stuff like that. And I've sold to people that are very experienced in the sport that understand their gear and understand you know where I'm what I'm trying to do with the gear and how I'm you know this the the ideas I'm bringing to the containers uh, to make it, to improve it and to make it better. Uh, the, what the market I can't really get at is the people that are in the middle. Um, they, they, they don't really, they have a little bit of experience in base jumping. They don't, um, but they don't really know really a lot about their gear. You know, and they'd say, well, I only, uh, I only want to jump this one container because I've, you know, I've only jumped that one and I only trust that one. It's like, I only trust that company because that's the only rig I've jumped. Well, in reality, a base rig is four flaps, <laughs> you know, top, bottom, left, and right, and there's two <laughs> pins. You know, it's it's they're pretty simple gear. Um, and when people say like, you know, like, oh, I only trust this because uh, that's the only thing I've jumped, it's like, well, you don't really know a lot about your gear. You know, why don't you learn more? And, and the problem is, I can't really market to those people because uh, they just don't. They they think there there's no other there's no other option other than the gear they jump. You know, they, it's, it's like the dude that marries the first girl he's ever slept with. Yeah, right? yeah. They're like, well, I can only be. Valerie's you know. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, I was actually going to proceed <laughs> that with that question, but I'm glad you answered it for me already. Thank you. Yeah, I, I know she's not, but if you ask her, she is. So, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> what What do you think is a, is a is a key for you to opening up that market and, and connecting with some uh, more experienced folks? That I I don't know other than just trying to, you know, get them more educated about gear. You know, that's that's one thing uh, I, I I see. You know, it, people just they need to know how to rig. They need to know a lot about their gear because they're they're doing a lot of stuff themselves and to. It's it's kind of frustrating when people just don't know too much about their gear. It, it's amazing. It's a time and no. world. I was I was joking with some friends the other night. You can Aaron Aaron and Jorge. You can Google how to do anything. Mm-hmm. How do I replace my toilet? YouTube. Mm-hmm. How do I open a beer? YouTube. How do I change my trash can lighter? YouTube. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I had to watch a YouTube video about how to tie a tie the other day. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Dude, I wore ties almost exclusively, I, I say five, six days a week at one point in my life. <laughs> and on our anniversary uh, trip, on our cruise, we had Formalite wear a suit and tie, and I had to like go back and look at some quick directions. That double Windsor's <laughs> a motherfucker. Uh, you better watch out. Dude. Now, the one thing I in college I wore the same knot all the time, dude. I want to start learning those fancy schmancy knots with like three little layers. You know the scallop knot. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Oh, 
<laughs> it surprises me that you don't just already know those. Dude, it's I not thought, origami. I thought you were naughty by nature. <laughs> what? <laughs> so speaking of terrible dad jokes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So you were before I interrupted, you were talking about YouTube videos and learning where's, on YouTube. Where's the sound effect board? You need to I Oh, sound. shit. Hang on. Oh, so <laughs> while, while you're talking about dad jokes, I actually want to take one quick break and re- remember one thing. We actually have a karaoke night coming up April 7th. <laughs> Guess what I did this week, Nick? I reserved and put the deposit down on the karaoke fucking That's system. That's what's up, man. That, that yeah, makes me yeah. super excited. 25,000 songs in the <laughs> library. $25,000. Man, you really went ape shit. You really went well, skunk ape shit. I mean, I got Megadeth as the karaoke band. Yes. That's what we were doing. Fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, 25,000 songs is what he has in his library. Uh, comes with three mics total, the computer, everything. Oh, so I can so. have a hype man. <laughs> so you can have hype man. Dude, I, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, but I think it comes with like little plastic air inflatable guitars and trumpets. I'm oh, not, shit. not 100% oh, sure, man. but it might. Oh, and even if it doesn't, I've been convinced I'm going to buy some extras because why the fuck yeah. not do Go hard. <laughs> um, so April 7th is, is uh, what what's that? Uh, it's Transitions event. Justin, help me out there. You All this. about canopies, Transitions <laughs> event. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Weekend. It's a mentor weekend, and Justin helped run that program. I, I wrote the schedule, and after that, I'm like, Justin, what's going on? You guys are in charge. I just wrote the fucking schedule. I don't know anything. Um, so we uh, we hope to have PD in town that day. I'm, I'm hopefully going to confirm with Bo this week, uh, find out for demos for, for PD there. Spaceland has a transitions event, but fuck all that noise. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Check that out. But there will hopefully be people there is what you're telling me. There will be people there, and that night, hang out. We're going to have karaoke. karaoke. We've already got some donations for this process. I'll tell you guys right now that you guys have paid for the karaoke system. I mean, I'm going to forget all the names, so I'm sorry to who I forget, but Brian Menard, Kevin Craig, um, the dude who gave me the, what's his name, man? I wrote his name down. Uh, God damn, I can't think of names right now. Way to make everybody <coughs> feel uh, fuck. not and important. He, and, he was actually, and, included. and it was great because this was the guy <laughs> who actually... My mom? Started the, your mother threw down. <laughs> this is the guy who started the ball rolling. Though. He was the first person who, uh, who uh, my mom and your sister. No, your mom and my sister. Whoa, this is getting weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first time you've ever been really ready. You've been waiting for that. Now he uh, mentioned it five minutes ago. I just don't think you heard. Oh, I heard, but you were actually ready this time last oh, week. Oh, no, too. I've been sitting on that one for you've been ha- like, yeah, you've ever been since. awake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, check out karaoke night. If you still want to donate a little bit of money, we we don't need much more. Uh, we're gonna buy beer with what's left. We're gonna make sure everybody has something to drink. Uh, better yet, just bring something to drink. Have a good night. Enjoy your time. This is everybody's invited. Bring out all your jumpers. Bring out all your friends. Hang out karaoke. Wang Chung. If you can <laughs> sing, fucking awesome. If you can't sing. Even yeah. better, right? <laughs> Nick, you're gonna lay down some rap. Yeah, can I, I tell you something? I, I actually trained singer. Wing Chun for four years. <laughs> Wing, what? The song? No. Everybody, the martial Wing arts? Chun. No, Kung Fu. Yeah. Really? Wing Chun. Man, yeah. I'm gonna roundhouse right? kick you to the face and see what happens next. <laughs> Didn't you I don't s- think you can reach it. That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to jump. <laughs> Criss Cross will make you jump. Jump. jump, jump. No, one thing I'm really worried about. <laughs> dude, bow, 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 bow. Where was that? Come on, dude. Slacking. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking stupid how happy that makes yeah, me. Yeah, like great. that I really, really want to have a soundboard just plugged in. Yes. Because I only have four noises right now, and they're all super one. fun. What if you could make that your alternative? 
I could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're at five thousand feet. <laughs> oh yeah, all that fun you're having. That fun you're having is fucking over right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would play. Oh. That would usually play play right after exit for me, just based yeah. off that performance. Fourteen thousand feet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna have to find progressive noises to get sadder as we get. Uh, oh, and then, perfect. and then let's see when the parachute opens. <laughs> I cheated death one more time, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. I think we got a, I think we got a new product here. Yeah. Like a new audible. God, that, w- that would be really fun. That'd be awesome. Because yeah. you know I hate audibles because all they do is just ding in your ear. They just beep 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 beep. They just beep in your ear. Like I just I can't stand yeah. it. You know. But if we had noises yeah, like that, yeah, customize your own sounds. That would be actually amazing. <laughs> on the way up. Yo, homie, this shit's working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get. I got you, man. <laughs> I got you back, dude. The, have you jumped the fly side? No, I have not. So they're they're the recorders, mm-hmm. and you can plug an earphone into them, and mm-hmm. they will beep in certain tones in certain ways. Mm-hmm. But you can program them to say whatever the fuck you. I want. did not know that. You can get <laughs> that, sound you files really can't of make Samuel it. Jackson. Dude, oh my god! We can right now sit here and record whatever we wanted. I'm and buying a fly site tomorrow to the sound file. <laughs> so it it. It, I don't care happen. about the data. I just oh. want it to be like, I'm Rick James, bitch, open parachute. Oh, man. I don't know if it would sound things at specific altitudes, but when you're climbing, diving, I, so you can put files. We need to figure this out. Oh, I'm going to have this shit figured out by next week. So I'll, I'll have a, I have a fly site somewhere. I'll do to, you? I'll have to dig it well, out. Well, it's yeah. going to be yeah. saying Dave Chappelle quotes by the end of the week. Spam <laughs> show. Dude, it's easy. We, we've yes. got an audio studio sitting in here. We can record any sound you need. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is Nick's favorite new sound. New? Where you been? Uh, we were having episodes. a serious conversation before this happened. Do you so, remember? Yes, I do. I was working on that. Where was we? We were talking about the rig. You were talking yeah. about... And then that took us to four rigs, a floor flaps rig. Yeah, nah. we're coming out with new stuff. But new uh, rig, year and a half. And, uh, and we have other things. We uh, we actually just designed another. We designed a new pilot shoot um, with helps with a uh, uh, really good friend of mine, uh, Adam Gnum, or Adam Good Time, we call him. And uh, he's uh, he was an, he's an engineer, and uh, for his senior thesis, he actually did a uh, pilot shoot design. Um, so him and I, we, we came up with different designs, and he actually ran those designs through thermo, thermodynamic programs, uh, thermodynamic model computer programs uh, for, his, uh, for his project. And the final design we actually came up with um, is a whole new, whole new vent design on the pilot chutes. It's going to change the game. And these pilot chutes are working incredibly, incredibly well. Um, we're really excited about them. We're uh, just needs so to. So time uh, out. Hold on. Yeah. I want. I want to come back to that. You yeah. need to help me out here. Okay. So pilot shoots sometimes are built vented. Well, they. Yeah. Yeah. So they first of all, hold on. We got. I mm-hmm. got to go backwards just a okay. little bit. Okay. All right. Um, I, I become more and more aware that we do have more and more non-jumpers or wuffos listening. That's true. Yep. So pilot shoot. When we first open any parachute, a base rig or a skydiving rig, mm-hmm. we throw out a pilot shoot. Mm-hmm. Pilot first shoot first parachute. Yep. It's a little baby parachute mm-hmm. that's enough drag to yank out our giant parachute, the mm-hmm. one that saves our ass, or in yep. Nick's case, a tiny parachute, because he's a wee little lad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, you, you shot for a rig.
big like it was a purse because of your body size and type. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. <laughs> I said I want the tiny Barbie backpack size. But you could. <laughs> that's I, I honestly said that on, uh, talking to the to uh, Miss Riley from uh, from Velocity. Velocity. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know what size this container <laughs> is supposed to be, but I heard it described as the of the Barbie backpack size, so I want that, please. <laughs> you know Critter, actually. Yeah, I actually, did. I worked with Critter in uh, in Vegas. Vegas, he was a, yeah, he that's was a right. great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Critter says guy. hi, by the way. Oh, Critter, Whoa. Critter, what's up, buddy? Uh, I have to uh, tell Critter, or Critter, if you're watching, I have to, I have to meet up with you soon, man. I haven't seen you in a long time, so it's. Uh, have to get up with you. Critter's always been a very happy, jovial fella. Yes. The last few times I've seen Critter, he is happier than I've ever seen oh, a man in great. my life. That's good. That's what I, that's what I want to hear. He's know? in love with his wife. He's in love with his child. Oh, he has absolutely great. so much love in his heart right now, and it's very apparent. Oh, and great. he loves life. Yeah, Critter is doing fucking outstanding. That's great. Man, that's I drove by the uh, pho place that Critter and I have gone to a couple of times <laughs> t- today, and I definitely had that little moment of I miss Critter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping his rig right now oh that's great and thanks to the weather i've only got to put a handful of jumps yes. on that rig but man <laughs> i have really enjoyed it and i'm super thankful that he's letting me borrow it that's good despite your that's mud good. landings just saying <laughs> hey i can't control what that landing area is doing and i stumbled on my feet through that mud oh you didn't face plan or anything it wasn't dirty at the end it was just sloppy looking. no i think i i took a i took a knee more than anything so the running just made the video look nauseous Oh, the why I cut that out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just didn't want people to see me fall down in the end. It's a lot cooler without that part. It's cool when it ends at fist pumping. <laughs> there was a video shared on, on Spaceland, on mm-hmm. Infinity's page. Dude, a bunch everybody. of people have, have shared it. Paragear shared it. Yeah. Team shared it. And it really bothers me because I put almost no work into making this video. Like, I've poured yeah. hours and hours and hours of work into other videos that flop, you know? Yeah. And, like, I, I seriously, I threw that together in, like, seven minutes at home in the kitchen. Sam's cooking dinner, and I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, cool. Send it out to the world. And, yeah, the next day, it, it got shared by, like, three different skydiving Instagrams today. And I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, yeah, it's cool, I guess. Like, it's, it's a phenomenal. cool view from the 360 camera, but it's like, man, I put a lot of work into some shit that totally does, <laughs> doesn't do anywhere near this well. A little bit discouraging, but it's still yeah. cool that it's getting shared. Yeah. You just did, you just put one up with you and Tex about never Yeah, quitting. I love that one. I, I saw, so there's a, qu- the quote in it is, uh, the, where I saw the quote was related to fitness, but it still really stood out to me as if, if I quit now, I'll soon be back to where I started. But when I started, I would have given anything to be where I am now, which I think is a great thought of like staying humble. You know, like when you get that feeling of like, man, I'm not progressing. I'm not learning anything, whatever. It's like the first day that I thought about skydiving and free flying and swooping or whatever. If I would have been fast forwarded to this moment to have the skill set that I have now. I would be really, really excited. Yeah. And so that's what I try and think when I get down on myself of like, man, I fucking suck at this. <laughs> like when you fly with someone who's really good, you see someone like Critter who's a super talented, a talented canopy pilot. Mm-hmm. You see someone like Tex who's a really good fr- free flyer. And you realize that those people are several levels above you. <laughs> and it's like, God, am I wasting my time doing yeah. this right now? Like, cause I'm never going to be that good. Is that, that moment where I try and think about, well, if I had started yesterday mm-hmm. and thought I wanted like, I had the skills right now. All of a sudden, I'd be super psyched. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Yeah, at least I'm not the worst person in the world." That's right. At, at it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really liked that video. But flop. It's it spoke to me. I mean, for me, I I, I work hard all the time. I'm, I've been whooping my ass at my desk, 
in the off seasons, I do a lot of business and curriculum development. Just there's mm-hmm. a lot of time where I just feel like, man, I'm slaving away doing nothing, doing nothing, and and it, and it gets me down. And it'll come mm-hmm. back to to R and D for this, but then I remember, wait a minute. Once upon a time, I wanted to be an examiner. Mm-hmm. Once a time, I just wanted to be an instructor. That, yeah. That's just, just a goal. As an instructor, I thought maybe one day I could be an examiner. And mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be an examiner before the age of 50. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an examiner in my young 30s, mm-hmm. um, somewhere around, somewhere just, just after 30. Mm-hmm. And, and I've done okay for myself today. So it, it made me remember, wait a minute, what did I do to get here? And, and I have some friends out there who really work hard in life. At becoming better men, I actually had a great conversation with a fellow today named Cody. Cody is one of those dudes in life who you know is just a great individual. You know he's just a great guy. He just makes a lot of young, dumb mistakes, even though he's not as young as his mistakes can be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all they are, is they're just young, dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing a lot better. <laughs> but he still struggles, and it's the one reminder I like to hear. That video spoke to me. I know I'm struggling today. I know today's hard. I know today sucks. But look back at where I was three years ago, and I would have given anything to be where I'm at today. And today, mm-hmm. I think I'm struggling. <laughs> Man, life ain't too bad. Li- life ain't too shabby. Yeah. And Skunk Ape Base has been your Nick. You were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say. Speaking of progress, like what? What do you imagine? Like what are your goals with <laughs> with Skunk Ape? Like let's say that. We could fast forward, and tomorrow you have this thing that you're going to work towards <laughs> for the next few years. Um, what, what does it look like? What does success look like for you? I mean, I, I think success in the company would, would be, you know, have it um, with me just being in kind of the, the R&D development um, off the kind of off the production line. It's just I have a, I have a crew working. They're, they're doing all the orders, and I, like I can come in and... Um, you know, design new stuff, new new gear, and then I, I just want to be able to travel with it. You know, and just and travel to different base events, or or just uh, just different spots, and and jump and spread the word about the gear, and just show people the gear, kind of promote the gear, um, and just you know just do the events. So I lo- I love for the company to be able to <laughs> get me all those travels and travel the world with it. So I think I think that's kind of more of an end goal with me. Um, just be kind of more on the R and D end, and then travel with it, and go to events, and, and just jump. How many so. base jumps do you have? Maybe we talked about that, but I, um, I didn't hear it. About about six hundred or so. Six hundred. Mm-hmm. Man, and when w- when was your first one? How how long has it taken you to get six hundred base um, jumps? Thirteen years in base, and fifteen years in skydive. So, wow. Yeah. I what uh, what was the deciding factor for you to make your first base jump? How were you, t- were, um, you were you talked into it? Because I feel like well, I have to be coerced. <laughs> okay. um, I just you know I I think the people at the drop zone I, I saw them, um, you know they were doing I've seen their videos and I was just like wow that's just super cool I just want to do it and um, and I finally you know I convinced them to take me along with them and uh, actually my my very first jump was a. Uh, Pretty funny. I, I I pretty much rifled through the trees. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, pretty bad. I uh, I was pretty pretty new in uh, into skydiving. I probably had I don't know maybe a hundred jumps or so, maybe a little over. And um, I I really didn't understand the concept between uh, the ZP and F one eleven parachutes. Well, hang on. On that note, yeah. <laughs> for anyone listening who's a, who's a newer skydiver. Yeah. How many skydives would you personally recommend a person have before they get into base jumping? I mean, I, I think the industry standard is is typically around two hundred skydives to get into. No, but base what jumping. do you think? I, I think it depends on the person. You know, I think it depends on um, you know the. Well, it's Johnny 
shithead who's listening to this podcast right now who knows <laughs> nothing about anything. Well, what do you think for that guy? Why I are mean, you calling him out like that? We'll, we'll, I don't know. I don't know him. <laughs> I mean, we'll say, we'll say. I mean, two hundred is a good one, but I mean, you know, should they? You know, certain people. But should you have did more. it at a hundred. You know, I and oh, you fucked it up, didn't I, you? Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I uh, I stalled that canopy out and I rifled through the trees. <laughs> oh, okay. It was a stall. Okay. <laughs> oh, I stalled it. It was it was good. And was, where where was your first jump? Uh, it was up up in Ohio. So Ohio bridge. Uh, it was an antenna. So. How high is this antenna? Yeah, it was two two fifty. So, what sort of a delay do you take at two fifty? Well, I, that one was uh, they gave me a PCA. So do you know how fucking low two hundred and fifty feet is? That's insane. Yeah. Do you know what I'm doing at seven hundred <laughs> at two hundred and fifty feet? You're like, taking out I'm of the corner, super yeah. actively <laughs> landing a parachute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a PCA, which uh, people don't know that they someone holds your your pilot uh, your your bridle and pilot chute, and they. As you f- as you jump, they it extracts the uh, the parachute, so it opens very quickly. Have you You're PCA'd? the static line? Yeah. Have yeah. you PCA'd many people? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. I I've I've never base jumped. Okay. I don't think I've ever actually witnessed a base jump happen in person. Okay. Which is odd yeah. because I have a lot of friends who base jump. Yeah. But when you're PCAing someone and you're hanging onto their pilot chute and their uh-huh. bridle and you're still standing on top of whatever object they've uh-huh. just jumped from, how much tension do you feel on, on the on the gear that you're holding? Uh, you feel you feel a bit, um, but you know you just you hold it until it kind of gets ripped out of your hands. I'm so. just gonna take this yeah. one step forward. I imagine I'm hanging onto that thing and it fucking yanks me off yeah. of the top of the antenna. That's <laughs> I mean, that's that, what what I'm imagining. I think it's a big fear for people, but I, it's it doesn't quite yank you off. You know. It Am just I asking you the wolfo questions right now? No. How no, high do we go? <laughs> you, got my, you got my goggles, bro? <laughs> when can I put my goggles you, uh, on? <laughs> what happens if the parachute doesn't open? You also learn to hold the pilot chute in a way that it more naturally comes out of your hand. Correct. You've got yeah. a firm yeah. grip. You're, you're holding on, and I, I've not PCA'd somebody. I've stood next to my buddy game PCA'd. Mm-hmm. Yep. My buddy Bart's first PCA was on our buddy Jason Hyder. <laughs> Jason took his first jump off the bridge with Bart's first PCA. <laughs> that evening at dinner, we were talking. I'm like, hey, man, after you PCA'd uh, 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 Jason, you and, and Sean Schuma were talking about this, that, or the other thing. Bart had held really tight, and he held his arm above the railing, so it <laughs> fucking wells his door <laughs> oh, on the yes. railing. Oh, so Chuma like talked about a how to hold it against the railing. <laughs> yeah, and be like how to just a good. You learned that once. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've seen a few PCAs, but you basically hold it to line stretch, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. So literally, your weight is pulling the pilot chute out of my hand. It's mm-hmm. just they're holding. I've got a really fierce grip. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the more common Fierce. thing on a PCA is people dropping. Only when dropping you wear stretchy you. pants. Yeah. yeah. Hey, go fuck you yourself. Drop it. I look good in those pants. But uh, <laughs> that's that's probably more the more of the problem on the PCA is not holding on too much that you're getting pulled off. It's it's people actually letting go too soon. Because uh, you you get two pulls with a PCA. The first one you pop the pins, and most and some people are like oh they, once they feel the pins pop they will drop it and it's like but well, you, should keep, you should keep holding after on the pins go because they need to get to line stretch and then once the canopy opens then it, everything gets ripped out. So the more common thing to do is is to actually drop people and that's usually people usually drop someone on the first one. It's pretty funny. If so. you let go, <laughs> <laughs> there's no tension on the bridle or the pilot chute yet. It's not inflated. So yeah. now you've let go of an uninflated pilot chute with no tension on anything between it all. And this guy's got to fall away and catch up to the... Well, the he should have thought of that shit before he decided to base jump. <laughs> we, we call that the free fall assist. <laughs> Man. So lowest thing you've ever jumped off of? Lowest thing would be 150. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Who talked you into this? It was called totally 200. 
Totally 200. <laughs> uh, I could, th- was it Cincinnati? That, well, that was in Ohio. Adam Ganoom, and then we uh, call the police. But we also have a we had another tower up in New York <laughs> called we called Mini Me. That was uh, that was 150 as well that we've done. Yeah, you're saying there's something wrong with short stuff. I know. No, no, not at all. I, just, I love that tower, <laughs> little, little Mini Me. Those <laughs> 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 It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> he just held up a hand like about <laughs> the height of Sam, just to she's a little but, lady. Oh, but, but back to totally totally 200. Adam, uh, my back to my my good friend Adam, he actually named this object. Uh, totally 200. The object's really 150 feet. Mm-hmm. But Dude, it's totally but, 200. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how we convince Dude. people to come with it because no one's like, you say 150. Dude, that looks short. Are, and oh, people man. are like, no, no, I don't want to go 150. He's like, no, 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 no. It's totally 200. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's totally 200. It's, give her that yeah. microphone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, not even a ladder, but a spiral staircase just yeah. that just goes all the way up to the top. Yeah. And we're like, dude, fuck, how... Uh, how tall is this man? He's like, dude, totally 200. Totally 200. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jump it. <laughs> so for an experienced person mm-hmm. jumping off of totally 200, mm-hmm. do you, like, are you being PCA'd? Yeah, that's an experienced person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't base jump. Wait, no. I'm a sensible yeah, when, person. When you look down, you don't, yeah. <laughs> when you can talk to the people on the ground <laughs> when yeah. you're up at a top. conversational <laughs> level. <laughs> a conversation, it's pretty low. Uh, that, was a, that was a one and done for me. That was it. I landed. I was like, you lied, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Not the first time he's done how, that. Too. How long? <laughs> lied and one How and long done. is your canopy flight off that of totally 200? Probably four seconds. Jesus it's unstable your toggles four. and flare. Four second and a half. I'd say four seconds. It's unstow your toggles and flare. Unstow the toggles, like flare. Yeah. You yeah. probably have been off of a uh, <laughs> power stand that I know that's about one, or no, a bridge I know is about 190 in Ohio. Yeah, Jeremiah. Uh, that that oh, sounds yeah. familiar. <laughs> it's over a little park kind of area. Yeah. Well, that one, they, they actually, they rebuilt it, and they no longer have a catwalk there, so it's that's no, the one. no longer yeah. jumpable, unless you, you know, top load yeah. it, but it's no longer. And at 190, it's unstow your toggles and flare. Well, you get a little more canopy ride out of that one. Maybe six, yeah. or six or eight seconds out of a yeah. one nine. You know? Dude, at some point, <laughs> I will say Jimmy Kinzel has uh, tuned in, man. Jimmy, ah, what's Jimmy. up? Jimmy! <laughs> super, super good guy. He Love was you, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's been uh, he's one of my original mentors, and uh, he's been he's been absolutely wonderful. I, uh, he's taught me taught I'm me a lot. Taught me a lot in the world of baby. I may or may not have messaged him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely one of the more uh, hospitable, taking and kind oh, of folks. Absolutely. He will take anybody and everybody, and he'll give anybody and everybody a chance. Can we absolutely. Call, can we call Jimmy? <laughs> no, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't work well. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, Jimmy. Jimmy is uh, such a great guy. Um, he's he's taught me a lot. He's he's given me a lot of inspiration. Uh, I've done a lot of lot of jumps with Jimmy, and he's he's he's. Just a wonderful, wonderful person, I wonderful mentor. You know, I actually met him um, through skydiving, and, and really the thing that I, I, so many things I can say respectfully of Jimmy, but the mm-hmm. thing that immediately attracted me to him, besides his personality, just a real nice guy, is he would bring people out, and that's where I met actually Ben, mm-hmm. uh, a Sky Squatch. Is Ben was learning to skydive because Jimmy said, "I won't teach you to base jump unless you learn to skydive." Yeah. You've got to make this many skydives, and I got to be okay with the skill set you're representing. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't get the skydives. Yeah. 
You know, they say fly camera, you got to have 200 jumps. It's not mm-hmm. just a number, it's a skill set. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's why and I've taken people with certainly less than 200 jumps. I've taught them to base jump because they've had that skill set. But I've also yeah, taken, sure. I've waited for people to go, you know what, let's get some more canopy time. Let's get some more accuracy down before we take you on this base jump. And they have well over 200 skydives. You know, it's yeah. just, it really just depends on the person and their particular skill set. It's not... I, to me, it's not just a number. It's a it's what you can prove on your skills. I, so. uh, whenever I fuck up, I say Jimmy taught me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Kinzel. You know Jimmy. Wow. <laughs> Throw him under the bus. <laughs> when she gets it right, she's like, "I'm good. I'm yeah. a bad ass <laughs> rock star." Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Kinzel. <laughs> I ate shit, Jimmy. No, I've seen what Jimmy teaches. I, you can't throw Jimmy under the no, bus. No, yeah. he's, he's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. Very, very. He's been. Uh, Early on, he was, he was very patient with me. I was, uh, it was good. It was good. He was, he's, he's a um, great guy. He's been a mentor for a lot of people. Yeah, wait, I mean, a lot of people have called him the the Godfather. The of Godfather, bass. yeah. And since <laughs> he is only known as the Godfather of bass jumping, yeah. yeah. Every town has a Godfather, and Jimmy, no doubt, is oh, is absolutely, oh, and yeah. a little bit stronger than Cincy. He he represents a lot of Midwest areas. Yeah. he's yeah. got absolutely. a lot of t- long strong ties in Indy. Yeah. So he's jumped off a lot of objects there too. If you if you if you definitely if you jumped in the northeast, you've definitely you've you've met Jimmy. That's for sure. We we called it the Midwest, or the Midwest. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I never understood. <laughs> I lived in Indiana for a while. That's where I met him, and we called Indiana the Midwest. I'm yeah. like, you're in the, it's the the mid Midwest. Yeah, no. it, 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 it's like the northeast. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> it's the I, northeast yeah. of the country, but it's the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> USPA calls it the Mid Eastern yeah. region, which I'm like. Okay, that, that's all right. I can get that. Yeah, mid east. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. <coughs> so you you base jumping in, in skunk cave bases has been really a big part of your life. I don't know. Do you know how many base rigs you've built now? Uh, I'd say somewhere between eighty and hundred. Probably close to hundred now. So. At this point, are you serializing the units? Do you have Do you have a way to track and log them? Um, I have not serialed them. No, no. <laughs> but I have a you know I have a record of I've gone kind of through her actually yeah, Adrian and I portfolio actually of them. yeah we we actually one day we're like you know what we should really go down and track all of them and we we actually went through all the orders and and uh, you know all the emails and and we've actually oh, tracked right. a lot of them so or all of them I would say one regret so. I've had as a company as the rating mm-hmm. center is I I. In the in the beginning and for a long time, never tracked who got ratings. I could probably mm-hmm. go. Th- actually, I don't think I could go through anymore because after two years, you're an examiner. We mm-hmm. can shred paperwork. Yep. After two years, there's a pile of paperwork on a box over there that needs to get shredded from yeah. the, the <laughs> second half of 2015. Yeah. Um, but at some point, I decided to start keeping the track track of who got what, and that mm-hmm. was a lot more fun. Yeah, um, I can keep track of some of them because, like you, I think you insinuated pictures on Facebook is like there. There was a log like. To find out when Nick did his coach course, I can go back to Facebook and I have a picture on yeah. Facebook of the day, day that you got your rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would have done a better job. You're keeping track early. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, man. Um, 50, 80 to 100, where's the where's the loss at? Is that just random ones you uh, that's that's just know? Well, that's just what I, I haven't really looked at the numbers lately. So um, I know when we were when we were writing them all down, we were, we were over 80, and I know mm-hmm. I've built uh, probably fifteen to twenty since then. So I think I'm closer to a hundred now. Um, so I just haven't I haven't looked up and I haven't you know I haven't sat down and and gone through the the latest records to add to the tally. So I was catching up your logbooks. Yeah, I- exactly. Yep. Yeah, 
It's uh, so so you've built your first hundred. Right now you're back to hi- hiatus. Mm-hmm. So first of all, when are you gonna get your harness machine down here to start building again? <laughs> whenever I can, I I don't know. Whenever uh, whenever we can, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the real question I just asked? Nick? Are you asking him to build you a base rig? Is that what's <laughs> no? Happening? I'm not. Uh, did you catch on to the question I just asked you? <laughs> wait, 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 you're you're gonna just bring here. all the stuff down yeah, here and stay here. Oh, you're trying to get them stuck yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> you laugh because you understood the question oh, right did, away. You saw right through me like a tax driver. <laughs> it's uh, it would be really cool and forget that for real. Mm-hmm. That just a little a poke there. Yeah. But you plan on eventually getting back to to a full scale production. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In five years from now, where do you see Skunk Ape Base going? Um, you know, I hope it's, <coughs> I hope it's as big as, uh, some of the big manufacturers. I, re- I really do. Um, yes. I, I, I keep, I, I want to uh, just keep developing new stuff. I want to get into, um, a lot of the training, <coughs> the training aspects and run courses and stuff like that. I've, I've taught a lot of people in base, um, but I kind of want to change up, you know, the game of, uh, of the courses. I want to do something a little bit different, a little bit more little bit more involved maybe a little bit longer of a course and i haven't really quite you know kind of thought through that process yet and, um you know <laughs> coming up with more ideas you know i, I just uh I, I in a way I, I don't really like the you know almost the commercialization of it of of first jump court base first jump courses and stuff like that it's like oh let's go take this four-day course da 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 and then go send you on your way. You know, I, I i very much like the um you know taking someone in mentoring them and and being on them with a lot of different jumps, a lot of different objects, and 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 really going that route. So I'm I'm trying to come up with a concept of you know co- combining you know uh, like a first jump course, and more of a mentoring you know a program and and to keep them with different objects. And, and I haven't quite you know kind of grasped that you know I, I have an idea full full scale idea with that. So th- there's many different avenues I want to go and many different. I just have so many ideas. <laughs> the, way that, the way that you talk about it makes me want to ask a question of, yeah. it seems like skydiving and base jumping was kind of born out of this mentality of, I just want to be extreme and do crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Of like, <laughs> let's just go get gnarly, bro. Yeah. And uh, I don't feel like that's a mentality that uh, leads to a long and fruitful career in skydiving and base jumping in particular. Yeah. So, how would you describe your mentality and your mindset when you approach doing any given base jump? Because um, six hundred is a lot, so you've done it right a lot of times. Yeah, I'm. I would say I'm definitely a lot more conservative, um, you know, than a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I look. If you look at the says people the guy with a lot of base jumps, yeah. <laughs> being conservative yeah. is cool. <laughs> but if you if you look at the people that have been around in the sport for a long time, and you look at the people that it, um, who have been around in the sport and who or don't have a lot of injuries or haven't died. Um, and you see what they do and they're, they're actually very conservative in what they do. They, they know their limits. Um, they know the conditions and, and, and the key is to learn to walk away when you, when, when the conditions aren't right. The same thing as skydiving. When yeah, you first start out learning, it's the exact same thing. You know, the condition. Yeah. You know <laughs> you no, know, that's honestly the response I was hoping yeah. for yeah. because yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people who are new in the sport that they, they really kind of get that, 
cowboy feeling of like they just want to do some crazy uh, shit yeah. and you get that there. feeling of oh i'm invincible i can do this thing i can do whatever i don't have to yeah. who, who needs a wind limit who needs to like yeah. walk away from a sketchy yeah. jump like yeah. I, i'm the like angle jumps mm-hmm. still scare me i'm the first person <laughs> like when when a when there's an angle group that's bigger than five or six people i am the first person to pull off and be like no that shit is thoroughly <laughs> fucking terrifying <laughs> like especially oh like two two years ago when there were a lot of incidents a lot of collisions yeah when no one had really figured out a system of teaching angle flying mm-hmm. and no one had really defined a skill set of what you need to do before yeah. there's angle flying. And there's some really, really terrible videos out there of free fall collisions that I see. That's what I see in my brain yeah. when someone's like, hey, you want to go on this fucking 12 way angle with a bunch <laughs> of people you don't really jump with? It's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So I really admire people with a conservative yeah. approach yeah. and uh, really like to hear when that's something that someone feels is a contributor to, a contributor to their success yeah. is knowing when to say no and, yeah. and knowing when to walk away. And I, I think that's probably one of the hardest things to do in the sport is being up on top of an object and saying when when you've seen other your, your other friends even jumping and and climbing down you know and saying you know what it's the conditions aren't right for me at this time um i'm gonna walk away from it and a lot of things i'll I'll trust my gut you know I've, if something's not if it's something really just doesn't feel right in my gut i'll walk away you know i'll just say I'll, I'll climb down and i've done that before if conditions have been perfect I've been out there with a lot of friends and I've been up on the top of an object and I go, you know what? Something just doesn't feel right tonight. And I just, and I just climbed down, you know, and, and, you know, I could have jumped and it, it would have been perfect, but something just didn't feel right. And I, I you know, climbed down. And I think that's probably something that's very, very hard for people to do is to climb down, especially in front of their friends. Um, and you got to learn to do that, you know? So. Yeah, it's like the same thing as like, dude, it's been like shit weather days the past mm-hmm. couple of days, and then you get one clear day with like super bad winds, but everyone wants to get out so yeah. they can jump. And yeah. it's like, all it's right, like, yeah. let's watch this shit. shit. Well, let's watch <laughs> yeah. these motherfuckers oh, yeah. pound it. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Bring it. Yeah, there <laughs> so. you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all what you're comfortable with, knowing when to call it. And that yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With every sport. Yeah, I think, and I, I, I've looked at the people, and I've, I've looked at, you know Jimmy a lot, um, and he's been jumping for a very long time. Um, and you know he doesn't have that many injuries. And you look at the types of jumps that he does. Um, you know he's conservative with it. Um, you know he doesn't throw a lot of aerials. He just does a jump. You know a nice good delay, and not taking it really deep. You know not taking an extra long delay, but just take stepping off, taking a, a healthy delay, pitching, and 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 just and doing jumps like that. You know you're not trying to push things you're not trying to like all right let's go uh let's try to throw you know a double gander this time you know it's and try to push that envelope for that video you know or for that thing and it's Dude, that's gonna um, get so many likes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. no but do you so the, the process of going through a base jump like are, do you do you get nervous for every base oh, jump i i am deathly terrified of heights i, I, I have a like i have a good friend in, in uh, utah where i'm from yeah. who would jump the bridge uh, usually once a week they drive up there because yeah. it was only a couple hour drive from from northern Utah. Yeah, and I would ask him about it. Mm-hmm. He he almost took me to the bridge once. Yeah, there were probably two different days where I could have let him talk me into it, and yeah. it just didn't end, end, end up developing. But asking him about it, he's like, "Yeah, I fucking hate the whole process of it. Mm-hmm. Like that, there aren't many parts about it that he didn't uh, strongly despise." Yeah, 
and I can I can understand hating something and doing it anyway for the gratification of what what you get afterwards. Yeah. I just wonder if that's a common thing among base jumpers of uh, of having some pretty serious uh, apprehensive feelings during the process. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty terrified of heights. I uh, I'm pretty scared when I get on top of an object up there. Um, I get the gozies. I get the gozies. I tend to the gozies. The gozies. I tend when I get up to the top. I tend to uh, I just want to yeah. get off the object. You left me on a tower. I left her on a tower once. I'll never. Oh, because you're in a hurry to get yeah. off. Yeah, I'll I never was, hear uh, the end of the day of that one. Man, I was. <laughs> I can hear I was, the bitterness. I was I was helping his friend who was getting off at it too. 150. Well, he was setting, up, setting up for one, but it was totally 200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, it was our 400 foot freestander, and he was tying off at 150. <laughs> and uh, I was helping him, and then so I kept but climbing up. Why? Why? Why do you jump off at 150 when you can keep jumping exactly. to, or keep climbing I don't know. to a safe That road. was my question. <laughs> okay, I was okay. trying to get him to keep climbing. Okay, He's like, good. no, man, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm the, so, all right. So then I kept climbing, and I was about up to, like, 350 or so. No, I was a little 300. And uh, the next platform, 50 feet above me, just about as I'm about <laughs> to get there, and I hear this parachute open. And I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even wait 50 more feet. He just was up there too long. I just got the gozies. Um, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't like <laughs> the heights like. of the whole standing up there. The fear of it just isn't his thing, and yeah. he just was ready. You know what? I got to get off here. I'm ready to go. Yeah. But, I mean, what? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so true. I, dude, I get it. What I'll oh, tell you, though, man. is, uh, you know, the jump itself is probably only, like, 20% of it for me. Um, the other 80% is... Getting away from your girl by jumping her. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I need some meat time. I'm out. But I, God, I, she's <laughs> following me fucking everywhere. I gotta get out of here. I even jumped off oh, something. Oh yeah, I would have kicked your ass off that tower. Oh, I know. Oh. Uh, but I think <laughs> what the the other eighty percent of the jump for me is is being around the friends. Is is you know you know the pre jump process of getting together. Uh, you know, either packing your parachute with everybody driving to the object you know climbing and then everybody's nervous on top you can just you can smell the fear out of people you know you can just hear it and then then everybody lands and everybody had an awesome jump we all high five we get in the car we leave and it's just you know that's that's the part i really love about the jump um in the you know the jump itself is really you know it's about 20 percent of the enjoyment for me it's the it's really just being with the people and being with the friends and and sharing that that common interest and sh you know and when you get to the object and your the fear just sets in with everybody and just you can just tell everybody it's like all right everybody ready and everybody's like taking a deep breath like do you <sighs> i'm just imagining myself <laughs> in this situation i'm just waiting for someone to be like hey we shouldn't do this for whatever reason yeah, like, yeah fuck yeah let's yeah. not go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah have you ever been arrested for base jumping i have not no i have i have i have not no have you ever yelled not fuck yet. the police not when yet. you jump from an object for, most likely yeah. <laughs> all right beautiful <laughs> but uh i i guess not yet i have not been arrested yet gone streaking i have gone streaking, streaking. base jumping yeah. yeah i've done naked base jumps Man, they're gonna get you as a sex offender. Probably, yeah. That is a legit streak, dude. Yeah. Base yeah. jumping naked. That's that's, a that's actually that's streaky. a pretty. Funny I saw it, officer. He yeah. jumped off the antenna and his dick was out. <laughs> you gotta tell that one. That was out in Moab. That was out. That was out in Moab. Um, so there was this one exit point, um, and uh, me and this other guy, Adam Gardner. Um, and while we're incriminating people oh, sorry, for sorry. sex <laughs> crimes, <laughs> that's all right. But uh, you know, all we were just we were just trying to decide where we're 
we were like, well, let's let's go, let's jump this naked. But you know, so we got behind this rock. <laughs> hey, bro, I really yeah. want to jump off this <laughs> this uh, this cliff with you. <laughs> and I kind of want to stare at your butthole. Would you leave? <laughs> and so, uh, and so <laughs> can I hold your pilot suit while I stare at your butthole? Yeah. <laughs> Let me do this. Um, so we both got we we both got naked behind this one rock, but the problem is like, <laughs> sounds a little weird. <laughs> see, I, I really think at that point you're just like, dude, I'm gonna see your dick. It's cool. Let's yeah. just get naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, were you hiding from each? Hold on, were you hiding from each other behind the rock? Of like, okay, you go get naked, and then I'll go get naked. Yeah. Um, but uh, last time, the only time I said we got naked behind this rock, we got we got a little funky and nasty too. But so I can picture this <laughs> and in a different way. The, the and who kissed who first? Uh, you, you know. <laughs> Wait, will you type my leg straps with your teeth? Oh. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. So Absolutely. get back to your story. You're naked. Well, you're not the, kissing each other. Not kidding. No, no, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing about this was the rock that we had to like get naked behind was probably fucking 200 yards away from the exit point. <laughs> okay? 200 yards. So you had so, a light jog to get so, naked. Oh, yeah. So we literally... God, how was the jog back? How free did that feel? <laughs> it was weird. It just... And the, the people standing at the expo were just like, wow, we're going streaking. And they're just looking at us. But they're just watching us for like literally over a minute, like running towards them, like butt ass naked. And they're just like, it's not a surprise anymore. You know, it's not like <laughs> we can see you. And like, <laughs> we lost this novelty yeah, five yeah. seconds ago. So, yeah, we both. Yeah, it was good. We, we jumped off and it was it was good. I almost I almost biffed it on landing. I was oh. I was coming in fast. And when if you know Moab, there is ton of full of prickly bushes and rocks and dirt and oh. it's not a place that you want to roll out your landing whatsoever i'm and, just uh, thinking what's worse dragging your <laughs> dick on the fucking hard pack shit uh, out there or landing dick first into a cactus uh, uh, i think the cactus would be the be worst cactus. yeah gotta be cactus oh, man. but yeah i remember i was coming in so fast and i never ran so fast in my life when my feet touched down <laughs> <laughs> Roadrunner style, those fuckers are spinning like a bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Dude, I, uh... Do you have oh any naked God. skydives? Uh, yeah. I don't. I videoed a naked... I've videoed naked skydives. God. Oh, the, I tell you, the best naked skydive I did um, was a... The best. <laughs> it was yeah. There's been multiple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the best one was a. It was I streaked an all girls nine way. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and so, it was set up. We got like on the like the, the, you know, two minute call before we had two people sit in front of us in the otter, and we got butt naked behind them. You know, hiding okay. behind them. And then they sneak attack. Oh yeah, and the girls yes. they all got set up in the door and I just got up right there with them just right behind them in the door. They had no idea. They never mm. even saw me cuz they were so focused on this exit. And they all jumped out and I just You know what this jump needs? <laughs> Some dude. <dick. laughs> yeah. And uh, so I jumped out and uh, hang hung above them waited to build the formation. It was a it was a two-way uh -huh. pot. It was a two-way with like pods <laughs> off and uh, and I just came right in and I just docked right on on the two-way with the, with the pods and I was just like, "What's up, guys?" <laughs> and then I was like, Peace out. And they just turned away and tracked. And they said, hashtag me too. Oh, Man. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't believe you just came on their jump like that's, that. What a, that's right. What a dick move. <laughs> they loved it. They, it ruined their whole skydive, but they absolutely loved it. I mean, they, they, 
it was a great time. That was my that was one of my favorite naked jumps. The only <laughs> naked jump I've been on might make you really sick to your stomach because John Hart was naked on it. Uh-oh. Senior, the bo- well, the <laughs> second fast tracks the four way team uh-huh. would train. They did a thousand training jumps that year, and the last training jump before nationals, <laughs> they decided we're going to do a naked four way. And the video guy says, "Well, hey Nick, we need a beer beer guy." Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> It, so strongbow, crossbow, or something high apple. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but the video guy said he has to be naked too. So they walked in the video room and said, "Hey, will somebody come shoot a naked four way for us outside video?" Nobody wanted to do it. <laughs> John Hart was super generous to us that year. I got a fuckload of free jumps off of John Hart. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, whatever, dude. I'll go shoot a fucking video of you guys. I really don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, only eye contact on the plane. It was it was Fast Tracks, five naked dudes, and me. I'm, the, I'm wearing a jumpsuit, and I'm just everybody was just making eye contact. There, were, there was no looking at each other otherwise. And... Uh, we got on free fall. I, you don't know this. You don't know that that age of that crew. There was a guy in the in the show named KB. There was a, or on the crew named KB, uh, <laughs> Billy Andrews. And in the middle of the skydive, if you're used to jump with jumpsuits and you don't jump without a jumpsuit, you flail like a bitch. <laughs> and they swam, dude. They were a meddling four way team, open um, class meddling four way team. And they were swimming. <laughs> they were swimming like bitches, and they couldn't do anything. So it ended up being a two way and another <laughs> two who couldn't get together with everybody. Yeah. And at some point, KB decides to go on his head. So I'm sitting there shooting video, and right in front of me, he flips head down, dick to my face. <laughs> and he's got a little helicopter going around, oh man. I mean, his dick is swinging around like a fucking <laughs> helicopter. We're, I'm laughing, dude. It's hilarious. <laughs> we land, and I put it on the big screen in the hangar right away, and I hit slow-mo just so everybody can watch his dick swinging in the wind. <laughs> and the first thing KB said was, Oh, thank God the wind blew it longer. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's hilarious. Did you know Nicholas Hemlin? Was he around when you were around? Uh, Nicholas Hemlin. Nick Nick is on uh, uh, Arizona. You know him. Yeah, he's on Arizona Airspeed now. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, I will tell you, John Hart knows how many peanut M&Ms Nicholas can put in his foreskin. (laughs) These boys got really (laughs) intimate. So... I'm throwing it. She took the headphones <laughs> off. She's done. <laughs> so I might have just thrown that under the bus. But he, he knew that. And I'll tell you, I've shot video of those guys. And Nicholas Hemlin, he's a man. That's what I can say. I learned that day, he's a real man. <laughs> so how many naked skydivers do you... going learn today. going to learn today, so. Learn what a long dick looked like today. <laughs> and that was the second time I got crabs. <laughs> I didn't get that uh, close, weirdo. Uh, super troopers, come on. It smells like sex in here. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't... Uh, so you, you started with my oh. favorite naked skydive. How many naked skydives do you have? I think I have... I'm up to four now. Ooh. Have you ever... <laughs> I do like... I, the, the, one of the last ones I did, I just I, I decided Ooh. to do a big swoop. A big 270-degree turn right over top of everybody. <laughs> I thought that was fun. That's nice. Put that fucking... <laughs> give him a show. <laughs> and just do a nice big turn. Does, I have not done a naked skydive. Uh, does it hurt? Nah, I mean, just not really. I mean, it does, but I don't, I don't know. You just it, It's so... I think it's so freeing. Hurts think, so good? Is that it, what I think it hurts so good. Oh, beautiful. It's just, it's just freeing, you know? Just like, you just feel free. 
See, I'm worried Come at this on, point baby, that I'm 44. My balls are just so sagging good. so much more <laughs> that they're going to be back behind me clanging together. They're not big. <laughs> they're just sagging. That's my problem, dude. Oh, my God. Will you drag your long balls on the pond? <laughs> <laughs> no, the new like, freestyle move. Yes. There's a move called the walnut. This will really define it. The ball skim. Yeah. The, the ball over. I, uh, <laughs> I already drag them through the toilet every time I sit down and take a shit. That's so sad. Uh, not true. I'm just making that up. It was fun to say. Oh, my God. Have you heard of the group Sands? I, th- I think I'm saying it right. Skydivers uh, for Naked Skydiving is it's Naked Skydiving Society. Oh. And it's yeah. spelled, they spell it Sands, which okay. Sands jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Naked Skydive Society. We we suddenly got Adrian's attention back. She zoned <laughs> out for a little bit. She took her headset off. I say Welcome back skydive. to the show. <laughs> We're taking all our pants off. <laughs> Dragon balls on the water. <laughs> now we got her attention. Dragon balls <laughs> naked. Yeah, we could call that move Dragon Ball Z. Mm. <laughs> yes. And you have to scream Kamehameha when you do it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, Justin, man. <laughs> you make me laugh. It, it's uh, So remember that microphone trick? <laughs> you gotta, you, I don't want to take it from him. Call him a name first. It'll feel more natural. <laughs> Yo, hey, Ginger. Say hey, you hey, redheaded. Hey, and there's a difference between Ginger and Ginger. So make sure it's hey, Ginger. It, it, makes, it makes it PC. So, um, All right. So this naked skydive society. Justin, look up Sands skydive. <laughs> that's that's what you needed a microphone for. I just I didn't know if it was like was it nudist colony? Is it like a specific no. drop zone somewhere where we all just no, are naked dude, all the time? This dude's done a shitload of naked skydives and he likes to organize naked skydives. That's what it really is. And you get a Sands number. What if you were just you could be a naked skydive organizer and that is what you got <laughs> called for to every fucking boogie. Yeah, I they? am the naked <laughs> Skydive organizer. <laughs> it is called the Society for the Advancement of Naked Skydiving. That guy is my hero. <laughs> and what's the name of the website, Justin? Oh, you need a microphone back. <laughs> May I please have the microphone? <laughs> it's thesands.org. T H E S A N S dot O R G. Or if you're DJ, it's S A N S T H E dot O R G. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man, make fun of my spelling. Great. <laughs> no, pull cords up, dude. Speaking of pullupcords.com, <laughs> pen is clipboard. Pen is clipboard. Pullupcords.com, Option Studios. I've been wearing the shit out of my Option Studios jerseys to the point where I just smell yeah. like body odor because I don't care to wash them before <laughs> oh, before yeah. wearing them again. I even but got the, the vents help. Yeah, I even got pull-up cords from Option Studios. Dude, Option Studios, you yeah. say the, the vents help. They don't stink nearly as much as some of the other brands on the market. I think I stink more than your average person as There's well. There's no so doubt about helpful. that. I will agree with that. But uh, when it comes down to it, uh, I have other jerseys, and I don't normally have a bad body odor or a bad funk. And at the end of the day of wearing a lot of jerseys on the market, I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. The, the material Adam is using with Option Studios and the, uh, she's waving at the camera, but she's not on it. So it's so awesome, it's great. man. So your wife is really blonde is what I've also learned tonight. I love her to death. She's amazing. It's a really nice, really nice parade wave. She thinks she's missing Elbow, America. elbow, wrist, wrist. She's also elbow, learning. Elbow, wrist, wrist. Oh, what's left on the monitor is not left in your face. It's, yeah. a, it's yeah. not a mirror. 
Um, so uh, they breathe a lot better, is what I was saying with Option Studios. I actually, SSK, the hat you're wearing tonight, they just ordered brand new Option Studio jerseys. So I actually have two more Option Studio jerseys coming in. Uh, SSK's got the short sleeve pro model and the long sleeve pro model. So, so what we're wearing with the TRC edition and, and the Infinity versions, they're the long sleeve pro jersey is what he calls them. I feel really cool <laughs> in that Infinity jersey. I'm just going to say that. Dude, I feel uh, like it looks nice. It I makes feel like I look sharp. You look good in it. You look sexy in it. You notice I got a haircut today under this hat? No, because you haven't taken the hat <laughs> on yet today. You son Take of a Take it bitch. off. Take it's it off. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Is it that bad of a haircut? No, it's pretty good. But we uh, we went and shot guns today. We went and flew in the tunnel today. So it's been mashed for quite a while. Who's I we? I don't know what's going on. Me, Steven, Nicole, and JP. Oh, mm. nice. Yeah, we went and shot some gats. Where'd you mm. guys go shoot at? Nice. Top Top Gun, which I was super into, because who yeah. doesn't want to go to Top Gun? <laughs> um, <laughs> that place is nice. But we went to yeah. Rogel's Barbecue. Yes. Man, they had some uh, Reuben sandwiches. Yes. Oh. Holy shit! I've been, I've been, I love Reuben. Dude, this <laughs> was <laughs> next level shit. Really? This place, yeah. So Texas mm. Barbecue, Texas. I moved to Texas and they bragged about their barbecue. I've lived mm-hmm. all over the U.S. I've had some fucking stellar barbecue, <clears throat> and straight up Texas barbecue has left me with a limp dick. It does not excite <laughs> me. It does not impress me. It does not interest me. But Sounds every like now and problem. then... Viagra is the new podcast <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> That's where we're going. <laughs> every now and then I get a barbecue that just lights me up. Yeah. And so far of the Texas barbecue, Rogel's is... We have no association as far mm-hmm. as the show. They don't sponsor us. They don't do anything for us. I do go eat there and I pay every last dime and I will pay and I tip every time because the guy who owns it is a super nice guy, Russell. I do know him. Uh, he's he's an ex-jumper. I think X. He jumps every now and then, sometimes maybe mm-hmm. every once a year to get current. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his staff are really nice folks, but fucking A, dude. God, they know how to barbecue. make a goddamn Reuben that's sandwich. Good. That's the only thing we had there, but man. Have you, <sighs> did you, have you been there before? No, that's my first time. Is it better than Katz's? Have you been to Katz's? Mm-mm. But I, I didn't know it was owned by this, uh, this fella <laughs> who I recognized as a jumper. As soon as we walked in, they had... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, newspaper articles and stuff framed up on the wall, and I was like, "Oh, I know that guy," mm-hmm. and that's when I realized that it was owned by a jumper. But man, food was super on point. I had this uh, chocolate mousse dessert. Mm. <laughs> I did not leave with a limp dick like my friend DJ. <laughs> I was fully, fully <laughs> ready to go, dude. His brisket, his he, I've mm-hmm. had his lamb, his fucking to die for. Beef ribs. I love a good beef rib. Mm. And Russell, oh my God, his meat in my mouth tastes so good, dude. <laughs> and they're <laughs> massive there, too. Dude, his meat <laughs> is <laughs> massive, and I cannot <laughs> wait to suck it off the bone. <laughs> dude, we have to go there sometime. I was disappointed <laughs> I saw JP go there, and uh, I was like, man, I, w- I would have fucking totally joined him. Um, Jinya, you said you like pho. Have you been to Jinya Ramen House? I have no idea where that is, no. Dude, there's a there's a few of them. They're a nationwide chain. Jinya, uh, Jinya, J I N Y A. Jinya. We're going to ramen sometime soon, dude. It's. I want to go. Sure, great. Everybody, <laughs> I'm not. This is uh, absolutely so. It's fucking wonderful. Um, there's a few of the girls in the office who want to go. They've recently tried or been into ramen. Uh, Chara and what's the uh, her annoying Alicia? friend's name? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Alicia. No, uh, they want to go, and I've told them, let's go get fucking ramen. Let's let's hit it up. Um, what are you? Do- oh, she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's easily distracted. Yeah, I, I noticed that, man. Squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> she's looking. What? At a- Why would you not drive that car? <laughs> Why would Why you not? Would you so not drive it? 
so. You, <laughs> you should go look in the garage. Yeah. So <laughs> go out the store. It's not a yeah. <laughs> Go out the store. Go through two more doors. When you see the laundry Straight machine, through. go into the other door. I'm serious. Go go through my garage. <laughs> so, so we already kind of talked about what your goals are with uh, with with your base company. Uh, what are your goals with skydiving as a, as a whole? What do you want to do with skydiving? Um, you know, I I've been a examiner. Um, I, I want to continue with that. Oh, you're um, a tandem examiner. I'm a tandem examiner. I've and been coach and a coach examiner. I've been examiner or coach examiner for probably ten years now, and a tandem for seven years now. Um, and and you I, train both of those with Jay. Uh yes. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Jay's the same guy I trained with. Jay is one yep. of my buddies. He'll be visiting in May, by the way. Oh, that's great. We're, We're talking about Jay Stokes? Yeah, Jay yeah. Stokes, yep, yep. Get an IERC well. run for uh Fudala and oh, okay. Aaron and another friend. Yes. So uh Jay will be in town for that. Oh, one. excellent. So that's wonderful. You yeah. See him. Yeah, no, that's great. Um uh, no, I uh I really uh I want to continue on with that. I really you know, 80% of my skydives are tandems. Um and so I have a I have a very much a lot, a lot of knowledge on tandems, and I want to pass that knowledge as much as I can to people. Um, you know, I feel like I, I, I've, I've have a lot of experience with it. I've, I've done a lot with it, and I just want to be able to just pass on all my knowledge as much as I can to new tandem instructors. And I very much love running courses, uh, tandem courses. Um, it's probably one of my favorite things to do now is tandem courses. Um, and just and just continuing on that knowledge. Um, I very much still like to do tandems. I love love tandems. I love taking those people on the first jumps, um, and just especially just being with them under canopy when they first open. That. I think that's one of the most rewarding. You know, there there aren't many things that make me want to have a tandem mm -hmm. rating. Mm -hmm. I've shot over five thousand tandem videos for sure. Yeah. So I've had uh, I've had a front row seat to a lot of. Tandem skydives that I was happy to not be a part of. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah I'm just like, yeah. man, this is a crazy student. Man, they're gonna do some crazy stuff yeah. or or whatever. You know, yeah. like I think I'm a I'm a reasonably okay flyer, and I don't know how that will translate to being a tandem instructor if that mm -hmm. ever happens. I, I really don't know. Yeah. But I think I, you'd rock. Yeah, I think absolutely. you'd crush it. I, I don't know. Absolutely, I, I don't know. But that's that's really the moment that I get jealous of yeah. because I know how much I enjoy like the, mm -hmm. a landing interview yes. with, with somebody mm -hmm. when they when their feet first touchdown yep. and they're telling me about how it was and they're still really excited mm -hmm. I and mean, i really feel like that's a moment that is lost 10 seconds afterwards like mm -hmm. if, if i turn my camera off and let someone get settled for a second and then shoot the interview it's a totally yeah. different interview than i would get if i stick the camera right in their face right when they land I totally agree and so i think about that one step forward when that parachute opens and mm -hmm. they're one more level of excited <laughs> that's that's the only thing i really get jealous of yeah. of you <laughs> instructors <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> what what's sitting in your garage there, Mr. DJ? I have a uh, I have a 67, 67 Mustang coupe. It has seventy two thousand original miles. What you're seeing is almost all original stock from the factory. Only a few things have been changed, and I am going to strip it down to fucking nothing and rebuild it from the ground up because I'm an <laughs> asshole. That car, as it sits right now, is worth more money than it'll ever be worth after I put thirty thousand into it. Oh man, uh, it's sacrilege what I'm about to do to that car. It's yeah. a it's a fifteen year project, but I fifteen year project, dude. I'm Ooh. taking the rear end out and replacing the rear axle, replacing suspension. Replacing so you're gonna be done in two thousand thirty three. That what you're telling me? Replacing that's a made up number. That year's never gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> now, 2033, and we'll all have fucking space cars and Terminators will have come. And I will still be driving. Have you seen the movie Demolition Man? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. The one little fucking Wesley nerd Snipes. dude who has a hard on for gas engine self driving cars. That will be me, dude. I when self driving cars come, I will adapt, love, and enjoy. This them. is the one with Sylvester Stallone, right? Yeah. And the yeah. three shells, dude. You don't yeah. know about the three seashells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, dude. Th- there was the dude, the, the good cop kid that uh, hung out with uh, Lenina Huxley. I don't remember uh, this San- part. So Wesley Snipes is the bad guy, right? Wesley Snipes yeah. is the bad guy. Sandra Bullock. They're both deformed. God, she's super sexy. In that movie, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, she is. Yeah, yeah. Her name was Lenina Huxley. Uh, sh- her her character's partner was a Hispanic dude, very white sounding Hispanic dude. But he was in love with classic muscle cars. And when they found the goat, the GTO in under in the sewer, as soon as they uncovered it, he immediately started quoting every <laughs> statistic about that yeah. car. <laughs> he, er, uh, him, and her both had a hard on for it. <laughs> I will be that guy who will always. I, I love muscle cars. Period. I, mm-hmm. I love cars in general. You have a rally car, I'm great with that. You have a truck, I'm great with that. I love cars. You have a muscle car, I'm going to lick your nutsack. Um, <laughs> hey, did I tell you about I, my new muscle car? Yeah, I, have, uh, I, can't, I, have, I can't show you yet, but... I have two muscle cars. <laughs> you do it each nut, once every each car. Um, but classic muscle. It, mm. It's, man, cars from the 60s. I put about 1,000 or 1,500 miles on it. Right now, um, no, because it's not tuned to the winter, and... It's a car that you have to tune by the season or it doesn't run worth a sh- mm. shit. Is it a four barrel? Um, no, single barrel. Single. And what I'm actually doing is... auto choke or manual? No, auto choke, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, next winter, I uh, by the by this time next year, I'll have EFI on it. Sacrilege once again. Nice. Yeah. Uh, electronic fuel injection, so that's, I never That's what I want to do to my 496. I, it's, a, it's a waste of an engine. It's a small engine to put electronic fuel injection <coughs> on, but it's going to be 10 years before I get to the engine swap out. Hmm. So I already know what engine, how I'm going to... I Dude, that... <laughs> when I was 18 years old, I had a goal of a car. Yeah. When I was 40... My goal was when I was 40 to buy the car I currently have. Mm-hmm. When I was 40 in two months, I, or 40 in five months, I bought this car. Mm-hmm. So Nick says 15 years seems like a... No, dude, I have mapped <laughs> this... The fucking information I have on my computer, the pictures, <laughs> the photos, the fucking, like, what I need to buy, what I need to order, this, that, decisions to make. I, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I love yeah, and, and to oh, know it's a lot to know you that you saw it was a '67 to see what you actually knew. I am impressed, young lady. Yeah, if you ever break up with Jeff, I'm with you. She said the two right things. So '67 and '68 are the only years they made the body style I have. Mm-hmm. The fender in '68 legally had to have a reflector on the side. So '67 has no fender or no reflector, and it ruined the line. '67 also is the only year that had the twin scoop naturally. Hey, you know what's cooler than cars? Skydiving. (laughs) 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 We start the show with, and we talked about skydiving this whole time. Yeah. By your ass. Yeah. Know your audience, all right, motherfucker? That's why they're listening. (laughs) (laughs) But that, that finale of Star Trek Discovery. How amazing was it? Oh, what? my <laughs> God. Holy Are you a Star Trek fan? Shit. I, no. Dude, watch the new Star hey, Trek. Hey, do you want to talk about skydiving while these oh, nerds yeah, talk was, about nerd shit? <laughs> so I do want to wrap things up because we do a le- leave a little bit going. Um, examiner thing, when you first showed up, uh, mm-hmm. I've been very busy. I'm sure you noticed mm-hmm. you're, you're doing your early days. It was an extremely busy time for me. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to what I consider my slow time, which is about March. Um, I, I usually t- intentionally slow down this time of year. Mm-hmm. I'd love to sit down and talk with you one-on-one privately a little bit more about what you're doing as an examiner and your goals. Yeah. And, and, and I'll frankly say I want to talk to you a person to person just because I like the way you think. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have had you here tonight. But also, uh, uh, as the <laughs> rating center goes, I'd be interested in talking to you and seeing what your goals are. Perfect. Um, 
uh, while we're thinking about that, we're going to close out here a little bit. But uh, do you have anything else you want to share with anybody out on out on there? Um. Yeah, mm, I don't know. What do you want to say to the world? Yeah. Say to the world. All 20 people who if, are going to hear this. If right there's somebody, who, dude, <laughs> nine. nine. Oh, it's worse than I thought. 900 I downloads last you. week. We, we I don't care about those numbers. We're just having a good time <laughs> right now. Listening. So this is me. the whole world. You're on Larry King Live right now. Hey, Larry hey, hey. I'm King not that old. I I'm not that old. I to all nine people is I wish that this was not a secluded thing and we could have everybody here with a microphone drinking with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be chaos. Uh-oh. <laughs> that would be. What if you could just have like. Why you know, would we not movie? want everyone <laughs> to be here? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's what makes it so fun. No, no, no. Oh, we, Mount Everest, what, holy shit! What you don't, so fun. What you don't know is we had a friend join us to just sit there and drink, and the, he put about six of those Heinekens away in <laughs> thirty-minute periods and made a complete ass of himself. Was absolutely disruptive. God, it was awesome. Part. It was so yeah. worth it. No, it, it is not. We've actually had people who listen to the show complain about him. Hugh uh, and I talked about this the other day, and he is—he's never listened to it, but we can't hurt his feelings. If he ever hears us talking about it, he doesn't give a fuck. It's beautiful, he's a man. It's a that. real man right there, <laughs> dude. He, he owns it. He fucked up. He, dude. Oh my god, passed out on my back porch. The motherfucker, dude. Oh, man. My he went, wife said he went hard. If, my wife said if he drinks tonight, the second day he was here, if he drinks tonight at dinner, he can't come back to our house. <laughs> I mean, she was dead. She was I, I dead fucking feel, serious. I feel a little bit bad talking about him. I think if it was someone that I knew better personally, I'd probably talk more shit. Like Ben Nelson, for example. Piece <laughs> of shit. Like but I'd be uh, already laying on Howard Stern, <laughs> completely fucked up and saying whatever the fuck he could. Cause, let's yeah, let's open some more beers. Let's get crazy. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, crazy. you say whatever you want. I'll do a naked skydive yeah. right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I just got a bottle. <laughs> so man, <Maybe>. skunk, <laughs> skunk ape base. There's a yeah. lot of new jumpers out there listening to yes. it that, who one day are going to get into skydiving. Yes. Why choose skunk ape base? Why pick your rig? Um, you know, just the the innovation I have behind it. Um, I, I'm trying, I, I'm trying new things with it. Um, I'm I'm trying to improve it. Um, I'm I'm making improvements on on the rig. Um, I have a very quality rig. Um, and you know, I, I liked, you know, customization. I like to do what you want, you know, um, but the, uh, you know, order a skunk ape, you know, just cause it's, uh, you know, I'm the design, I'm, I'm coming out with new ideas to make it safer, to make it better. Um, and, and, and you should just, you should buy it. Dude, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a great reason to buy skunk ape base yeah. and it's pretty simple. You should buy a product made by a man who has a passion about mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yeah. And if I- at some point, a lot of this turns into a business. Skydiving, base jumping, yeah. anything in the world turns into a business. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to happen. But do you still have a passion? Oh, absolutely. And I see a lot of these business owners in our sports mm-hmm. just look at the business model and they lose the passion. And that can be highly accused of a lot of, of rigging companies, whether it's jumpsuit rigging, mm-hmm. container, parachute, base. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I've met you, and the thing that stood out to me from the beginning, and, and Adrian as well, there is absolutely by far a passion. You uh, love you. skydiving. <laughs> yes. You <laughs> love base jumping. Mm-hmm. You love teaching and sharing those things, guys. Yeah. If you w- if you really want one of the best rigs in the market, I, I know very limited information about base jump. I think I've told you I have five base jumps. <laughs> There's no doubt that you're going to be getting 
top quality high-end products because you you are yeah. so passionate you can't stop thinking about it yes <laughs> so buy skunk eight basers there's, there's no doubt they're, they're a great company they're a great group of people man anything yeah. you want to share from the skydiving side your future your goals um you know i just uh, my my future goals is just keep on learning and 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 when i and as i learn i just want to share that knowledge with as many people as i can um i just want to uh, once i learn something i want to be able to interpret it and be able to explain it to people because uh, not everybody learns the same way you know yeah. not every you know people learn in, in different ways and 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 they have to get explained um you know it's just a different way of explaining it um Yes. So yeah. what Adrian's talking about for a second is, is one of my favorite parts about mm -hmm. teaching is everybody learns differently and you have to think about how to say it differently. Exactly. Which makes you get, gives you a deeper understanding and eventually a mastery. Mm -hmm. and, and there's no doubt in my mm -hmm. mind with the experience level you have, there's not necessarily a mastery. Mm -hmm. But with the experience level and the passion you have, I have no doubt you have a mastery of what you do. Mm -hmm. um, experience nor passion will get you there. Together, they definitely do it. Um, dude, thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, dude, I really appreciate it. <laughs> I only scratch the surface of conversations. Please come back again sometime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This has been great. Um, Nick, you're showing off the gun show over there. I was flexing to the camera for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that God camera. God damn it. No, I was... Uh, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> anything you... Well, no, I brought to you. Anything you want to throw out there? The film fest? No, not the film festival. Uh, karaoke. Karaoke. Can I express one genuine concern about the karaoke night? <laughs> Please. I'm going to sing some hip hop, right? Oh. The N word comes up Ginger. in these songs. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. <laughs> North side? <laughs> what? N word, North side? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Dude, straight up, man. I am not the most politically correct person. Let's be honest. I think environment, state, place, people, intent means a big thing. Someone's going to put that video on the internet. And you know what? <laughs> Once again, if people look at what's going on. Dude, did you see the fucking Asian kid wig out on his fucking... No, no. The white kid wig out on his Asian principal condom. Look, nigga. Look, nigga. Little fucking white kid calls an Asian school teacher that the whole time. <laughs> that word. And, and see, I feel like if you come from the hood enough, you just get away with it. No, no. This is the whitest <laughs> fucking white kid ever, man. Oh, really? You know the white kid. So there's kid, hope. Dude. <laughs> so today's, today's youth, that's changed, man. It's We were watching the Olympics last night and some girl won something or some kid won something and some girl won something that says gangsta and the, and the commentary was like, like, yeah, so uh, gangster and uh, this. And, <laughs> and, and, and it made me laugh because today's generation, the vernacular, <laughs> we live in a different society. So you rapping and yelling nigga during a rap song, they I shouldn't make a rhyme so good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a song. Now, if you come up and call as, a black man a name, as long as yeah, you that's don't never going to happen. As long as you don't no. fuck up the flow, you'll be good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the, in the yeah. flow. There's, in a the zone. there's a video <laughs> called Ninja Say What? A bunch of Asian, guy, Asian guys going, what's up, my ninja? At the end, he says there's a difference between ninja and ninja. And that's just what I'm going to say. <laughs> Nick, anything else you want to share before we close this no, out? No, man, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Justin, clicking that button. What else you got, buddy? Man, come on out to karaoke night, March seventh. Uh, March, see, April, April seventh, right? April seventh. April seventh. Sorry. Ooh. See any one of us uh, for donations. Uh, feel free to contribute. Absolutely, huge thing. Uh, see Nick, see myself, see Justin. I do have a uh, PayPal, so if you want to donate to help promote the cause, promote the party, party, let us know. 
One last thing I'm going to talk about. Safety Day, March 10th, Skydive Spaceland Houston. Our boy Fluffy, a.k.a. Jeff, which is going to be joining us. <laughs> Myself, Valerie Marvin, Hank Pruitt, Daniel Angulo, uh, other names I can't think of, JP Fernari. Uh-huh. These guys are all going to bring it to you. We will stream it on the Rating Center Facebook Live. Woo! Till then, this is Gravity Lab Radio. Blue Skies, we're out of here. Woo! That's for Jocko. <laughs> I am Jocko. <laughs> I have a good voice.